Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this week I'm joined by uh, Joey Scrubs. <laughs> Did you forget my name for a second? Then? No, but I forgot what Jared called you in the US. Jared Petty calls me Joey Scrubs the British Invasion. <laughs> in full every time. <laughs> yeah. And that just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It does. It's very much like, it's what you'd see written in a newspaper. That's yeah, my full title. I've worked with the US guys for a long time uh-huh. and I don't have a nickname like that. So you've obviously... Are you, you know, jealous? Yes, I am. Oh, can I like Ali, Ali Sim, Sim and Joey Screb. What's up? Oh, Ali that's... Sim makes me sound like the most ridiculous YouTuber in the world. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't want to be called Ali I Sim. I would totally, can we just like put your glasses slightly askew and you then put your, <gasps> put your... Do not touch me, do not touch me. <laughs> do not touch me. Oh, that was genuinely, <laughs> genuine violence. Backhand from the editor. <laughs> uh, the person who's annoying me to my right is Alicia Judge. Hello. Have you got a funny nickname? Um, I mean, I've got nine different versions of my name because no one what? ever knows how to pronounce it. So I'm like, so there's Alicia, obviously. Yeah. Then there's Alicia. Mm-hmm. And there's Alisa. And there's Alicia. And then there's Alicia. And Alicia? Alicia. Um, I can't remember what ones I've already said. Then there's like the nicknames that like there's Al and Lissy and Liss. And I, but I answer to all of these. So right. this is why, like, in the office, I'm constantly just, like, I never correct people because it's just been... Who you really gets your name wrong in the office? There's quite a few people. I mean, Tell Chris. Me. Chris Does he? Tilly. for a little while was quite... What was he calling uh, you? Uh, I think it was... Alicia. 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 Which right. is classic. In fairness, it's A-L-Y-S-I-A. Makes no sense. Yeah, it's like, like, when, it's right. like when people call me Dieu. <laughs> it's weird that I don't know why so many people je, call me Jue. Are they drunk? What? No, just J O E. People pronounce it Jue. Wait, are we being serious? Je. I thought no. Okay, no, I'm just joining in. You've just got you've got I've such, just got no way to you've relate. You've got such a great poker face. Yeah, that's just I'm I really believe tired. everything you say. <laughs> You're really tired. All right. Are I'm we really showing tired. off about being tired now? Yeah, half three. Okay. What? Why have you been up since half three? Let's not bore our podcast listeners with okay. <laughs> tedious life. I'd like to say, you know what, I was out Fighting game crime launch. in Lycra Tights in the middle of the night. In Berkhamstead. Berkhamstead. Ali, <laughs> Ali Sim stalks the streets. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, proper awful like, outfit with my wonky glasses and hoodie. Like, oh this is why you didn't want me to put your head up, is actually that's you your changing me. mechanism. Exactly. It's, yes. it's like the Clark Kent glasses. And then I'd have to go and, you know, bust the masses. And I'm, I'm, I can't do that right now. I'm just recuperating. Anyway, this is the uh, IGN UK podcast. And we're going to talk about the highlights of the year so far. Mm. Because if you haven't realised, we're halfway through the year. I can't believe year. We're further than halfway through the yeah, year. Yeah, we're we're late. Podcast I know. At the, end, at the end of June. I know. This is as near as it gets. This is as soon as this we how remember. how pedantic you are on most podcasts. No, I was just thinking about it. I was just, like, I was just thinking, like, just why flow. didn't we do this ages ago? Well, like oh, we wait. Four, four days ago. We were in E3, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. Not four days ago. Oh, was it only four days ago? It feels so much longer. It's the fifth. My of life July. flies when by. We record, we record. <laughs> anyway, um, look, I've written down a list here. We don't need to stick to that, but I'm going to talk about some of my highlights. First of all, well, it's highlighting is a bit of a low light. The division. I um. pumped a ton of time into the division. You did. We all did. Yeah. Um, you more than the rest of us. Not Dale. Oh, well, Dale's Dale a maniac, though. I don't know how he gets so much time. Well, not only that, but how he 
reacts to games he doesn't like that much. Like when it came out, he's just like, eh, I'm not really sure about it. I don't really know whether I like it. Next thing he was like, like gear level, score, level thirty, whatever. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> crack at it. And there was uh, that element of like, well, I need to grind, I need to level up, mm. uh, especially when you know the first kind of big DLC pack came out. Mm. But when it was like targeted so much higher than I already was, I was just like, oh. like they really, they really made clear that you have to keep up with the game yeah. in a yeah. way that I don't think is realistic for a lot of people. No. So, like, like, my unfortunate thing was I came in, like, months later mm. after it came out, like, you know, after the wave of, oh, The Division is great, kind of came in. So by the time I started, everyone was, like, super high level. I was the, like, level one noob running yeah. around, mm. getting picked on by all the kind of gangs. So, like, I still really enjoyed it because I liked that idea. I liked the idea of not getting picked on but like this I like being bullied bullied by strange people (laughs) by like this idea of you you can go around in gangs that there is this like you know like world not world was he daisy you know that kind of idea Mm. of this sort of yeah so it was good I just you you had to go with the curve to me it's one of those games that reveals itself to be a good idea rather than a good Mm. reality like it was it's it's cool to see the Destiny thing transplanted into a Tom Clancy game because yeah. a Tom Clancy yeah. game has a very specific set of things that work really well. And I love the Tom Clancy universe yeah. that does that kind of stuff. I love Rainbow Six. Really uh, excited by uh, Ghost Recon coming yeah. out. So, but it's strange. Like, yeah, but once you start, once you pump, you know, what what I did probably twenty hours all told, I guess. Yeah. And I kind of by the end of it, I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's all I needed out of it. And yeah. there was nothing more to it. There was no... I think that's part of the problem, is that, the, like, obviously the appeal to Destiny I get from people in my Twitter feed is that some of the loot you get is kind of crazy and but, far out there. That's exactly And, and yeah. really yeah. unique. Yeah. Whereas with The Division, it's like, oh, it's the same machine gun you had before, but its stats are slightly better. Yeah. But it looks the same. It's weird like. how much of a difference that can make. <sighs> yeah. Like, it's very strange, the fact that it's so easy to be drawn in by just the aesthetic of yeah. something. Like, ultimately, Destiny yeah. is doing exactly the same so, thing. Like, you know, a weapon that's called, is it like Galahorn or something? Galahorn like is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to get that. What? I don't know what it does, but I want to get I that. I, just, I want it. I it's spent shiny. ages doing a quest for a shotgun called... Um, Oh god, I can't remember the name. It's got a cool name, and I basically it's called that. that yeah. Yeah. Oh god! Oh god. <laughs> but the only reason I wanted it is because it has this brilliant bit of flavor text, which is which is something like um, my mother used this shotgun to get us out on the day the city fell, and right. I was like, that sounds oh, cool as yeah. hell. I want to use really that gun. Cool. There is personality like, in each of the, the yeah. things yeah. that you're finding. Yeah. But like when you go and do a like a hard mission, and then you get a set of knee pads at the end of it, like yeah. It's so and when it's a lower <laughs> level than what you've already <laughs> got, you're like, mad. Of all things knee pads like how many bullets are knee pads stopping like, walking around with big like metal kneecaps it's so weird hey I know how my character rides that sparrow she bashes into everything these knee pads are very important well no because you get big bars. cool armor legs in Destiny yeah. in the division it's just a couple of pads like they're not skateboarding oh man imagine if you could get skateboards that would be really cool <laughs> I'd get that back into the division cool. if they it introduced skateboards need something like that because if you look at the way that we play Overwatch and we'll talk about Overwatch shortly yes we um, will probably quite for a lot. 45 minutes <laughs> um, like we all go around in a team and it, like we've yeah. played a lot together and we did a bit of that in the division but it never really kind of gelled in much the same way mm. which is because in, in Destiny like I only really play it with other people yep. yeah right. I agree like the division it, it just doesn't feel quite as multiplayer and when you know when Destiny first came out I only played it single player 
and it was such a different game like it was it's really dull I think those yeah. I think these kind of games are the sort of ones where you do have to have a pack almost as it were and, mm. and kind of like yeah. travel around I also found that the because I was so used to Destiny when you went into the division going to third person mode of like running around in terms of the shooting right I found really jarring I don't know whether really? it was because I, I was mind that. so used to well I spoke like on a fundamental level Destiny and The Division like they oh, are the easily they, well no they're easily comparable but they're completely different to play like they are different shooting mm. games like you I, I think it's it, it's easy to go uh, Destiny you know set set the mould here and to a certain extent I'm sure The Division was not that game oh absolutely until yeah. quite late in development yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah the like <laughs> comparing how they actually perform is is like that doesn't really work because yeah. Destiny is not a cover shooter. Destiny is a shooter where no. you're meant to be running up yeah, to things and going, punching them in the Hello! face constantly. Yeah. Titan fists. Yeah. Well, I wonder how many active. I've no idea, but I wonder how many active users both games have because um, mm. it still seems like far more people are talking about Destiny. Yeah, and I uh, yeah. Um, the group I played most uh, most of my Destiny time with are still playing. Right. Like they're all on it getting ready for Rise of Iron to yeah, come yeah, out yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. The Division I don't is Dale still playing it? No, no then I know no one who's still I know playing that game I one person on my Twitch feed that's playing it yeah but then that seems crazy to me I don't really know anybody that was going to vote leave mm. Mm. let's not talk about <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you Jay what was one of your highlights I'll tell you what it's not on your list but it's something I really you. enjoyed um, surprising well not surprisingly so I expected to enjoy it most people didn't Quantum Break did oh. either of you play Quantum Break? Uh, I really wanted to, but I don't have an Xbox. Right. Well, it's on PC as well. Windows 10 PCs. Uh. Yeah. Um, it didn't re- really work very well, so I wouldn't no, buy it. No, exactly. Um, I, just I, think I played that, at Gamescom yeah. last year, and it didn't do much. No? So I really, like, Remedy in general are just a studio who make games that I enjoy. That mix, their they're constant focus on, like, here's a weird story, and here's some very good gunplay. That yeah. works for me. And Max Payne is one of my most fondly remembered games. Right. Like, I played that. I've played that four or five times through. I think it's amazing. Wow. And Quantum Break feels like it's, it is a worse story. Like, no doubt they are not good at science fiction. Okay. Um, but what it is, firstly, it's a technical masterclass. Like, this is quite a small studio who have made the greatest facial technology I've seen in games. Like, Seriously? it looks amazing. What, better than Uncharted? Because Uncharted looks pretty goddamn amazing. Uncharted. So in the moment, I think Quantum Break is better. Like if you're looking at faces moving just in normal right. gameplay, right. it looks incredible. I would say Uncharted is better. In it. its cutscenes and stuff look yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Um, yes, but, <laughs> but, it, but it feels like what they've done is gone. So Alan Wake had its own thing, which kind of got a bit repetitive, and it feels yeah. like they went back to basics and went, okay, what worked about Max Payne? And it was like messing with the fabric of the world as you shot things so it's not just my gun shoots that thing it's going i can affect how that person's going to move and then use the then kill them in my fun ways so like max Payne had his slowing down time he could take out a whole room with um jack joyce Iceman from x-men he can like stop that guy rush to that guy punch him go over there at high speed like make that barrel explode four seconds later and it feels like a tactics game when when you've gotten good at it yeah i just think it's like it's one of the best all-out shoot some stuff games that's come out in years and like i think it's been 
forgotten quite quickly. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, I think it's just a really good mm. thing. I like that it exists. Yeah, so, I think yeah. some. I'm, I'm wondering why it got forgotten. Is it one of those things where it was so off the wall that some people perhaps didn't know what to make of it? Well, I think there's partly that. I think it's also, firstly, being an Xbox One exclusive hurts Very every true. game that that happens to. Um, Didn't un- hurt Uncharted, though, being PS4 exclusive. Though. Well, that's a, diff- that's, that's a different that's console. A different console. <laughs> um, and I think it's also, it's a one-and-done game. You're going to finish it and you'll never go back to it. Mm. Like, even, they oh. did their whole branching storyline and TV program thing, but no one cares. And yeah. it wasn't good enough to warrant that. That's interesting, because I heard someone saying that they did go back and, and replay it, and they found the replayability. Well, that person's a maniac. <laughs> um, a maverick for me not enough changes about that okay. experience to warrant going back through it like I played certain fights again because I really like those cuts, those action sequences yeah. but as a storyline it just it's doesn't matter it's sort of matter. telltale-esque in that it makes it yeah. feel like you have a certain sense of choice but actually the end goal is well, the po- they they said from the start that it's got a single ending like so you would you right. knew if you cared about the game up to release you knew that you weren't going to go in and get a completely different experience to someone else necessarily but the ending it went to was just not exciting enough Mm. um it makes some very odd decisions it seems like it's going in one direction you're like this is weird i can't believe they're actually doing this and then it just goes oh by the way here here you go it's done you like right that's a bit odd um but yeah i thought it was good we don't need to spend much more time on it i just liked it (laughs) cool move on just like the rest of the world did exactly let's forget (laughs) Fair. Well, about you, one game that I feel like we won't move on very quickly from is a certain game called Overwatch. You've gone there. I've oh gone gosh, there. So I'm early. dropping the Overwatch bomb. What I really like is that you've grouped this together with Battleborn on the list. Can yes, I just point out my, fa- my favourite thing about uh, Schadenfreude all over this, but... Um, Battleborn, the other day I saw a screenshot from Steam which said there was a game called something like Rats Go Crazy, some like indie game. It was yeah. like 166 concurrent users. Right. And then Battleborn had 64 concur- oh, concurrent users. Oh You're like, whoa, how right. much money has been flushed down the toilet Gosh. with this game? Goodness. Uh, so let's move on from that. I mean, well, let's talk about Overwatch instead. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because I think we're all in agreement, like two weeks before that game came out, or before the beta, I don't think there was any interest whatsoever. No. I, I wanted to try the beta just to see what it was like because right. I didn't understand the game as a concept. And I had a couple of friends who'd played the closed stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this sounds interesting at least. Yeah. I thought it was a free-to-play game until like a month before yeah, it came yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I played the beta and went insane. Yeah. <laughs> I went um, mad, started yeah. foaming at the mouth. It was just so good. Screaming about ults. It is every single lunchtime we play it. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I'm literally fail. counting down the minutes until <laughs> lunch finishes. And when we near two o'clock, it's with a heavy heart. Do you feel that I'm sad? Like, That's the last game for this lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. Sad. Um, I don't remember the last time I played a multiplayer game where losing made me want to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the last time that happened was Titanfall. Titanfall has a really good way of dealing with you losing right. that makes it fun. But this is just like, I want to get better every and single that, time. And the thing is, like, even when you do lose, you, you're, you can see why you've lost. That's yes, rather than so transparent yes. about what the, the problems tactics. with your yeah. teams were. So yesterday yeah, yeah. we were playing in the office and we had two really, really bad games mm. where we got Yeah, but I know pounded. why we lost those. But we knew exactly why, even as it, it was, was going. Gav? <laughs> Gav? No, but yeah, His we, mercy was nowhere near healing me. It's like, can you heal me? I'm up here. It's like, well, that's nowhere near where I am. You'll know it. Just, yeah, you need to be hitting that L1 button flying straight over I'm a good mercy anyway you sorry. are you are an excellent mercy actually I remember we were once taking a point and you were just like pew 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 pew, pew. 
I hate games where I'm not the active shoot in your face player. Yes. And the fact that I will quite happily play as Mercy in this just but that's, is testament to that's one of the things, why it's doing stuff yeah, differently. I adore about Overwatch that it's made support. It's it's like added a whole new element to these kind of team-based mm. first-person shooters where yeah. actually support is vital and it's yeah. fun. I almost wish they didn't do those groupings. Like, I see why they do. But there's things like, I didn't play Zenyatta for ages, mm. and now he's one of my favourite characters. Like, I think, barring maybe May, I've played him the most. Um, and because he was a sport, and that's not how I usually play team-based yeah. games, mm. I never tried him out. And I tried him once and realised he's incredibly offensive. He's got, like, this really interesting, <laughs> like, he can heal people and uh, debuff enemies yeah. at the same time. I thought you were going like, to say, he's so offensive, he insults everyone know, on the battlefield. Buddhist robot. <laughs> and, like, it's just he's brilliant and he yeah. doesn't he doesn't feel in that category of supports all four of those characters are so different are. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. you get this sense of this is all going to be old news to people who play MOBAs I'm sure yeah. well, I don't I've never enjoyed that genre but yeah. it, there's something brilliant about just diving into a character and going okay what mm. can I do with this person mm. and working out the tricks and yeah, yeah, yeah. how and, I, I and the rhythm point. even players that I've like Farrah's my most used player mm. oh, but I'm still figuring out different ways of like using her and yeah. like you know, different positions and and that's I feel like I've barely scratched the surface yeah. and there are probably about half a dozen characters that I've not even touched yes and one, one of the best things is going on the Overwatch Reddit and looking for the player the games from players who are really really good with them yeah. like I didn't realise that D.Va's uh, like flying move nuclear bomb uh, well no the thing where she, just her flying oh yeah she can if she hits a, another character she like bounces them off, mm. and so there's a, the play of the game where she's just going around a team and knocking them off a cliff. Off a map, right. yeah, That's and it's like epic. it's amazing, and yeah. you're just like, oh shit! There's they, they, these tiny details in every single ability where you're like, yeah. I could use it like that, and suddenly it just opens your mind to how you play yeah. with that character again. Yeah. Does it it's make, amazing? Does it now that we're really familiar with Overwatch? Does it make you feel slightly ashamed at the character designs that we've presented? No. all those many. Moves no, I still ago. I stand behind Henri Horn, who I created. <laughs> The man in a wheelchair with a tuba. I'm not sure I'd pick Thunderclap. <laughs> a big cloud with a face. With the angry lightning bolt. Did we actually talk about this on the podcast? Does this make sense to anyone? I think, I think, I'm not sure. I, I can't, can't remember, remember whether we did. We all drew our own Overwatch characters, yes. and then I took them to Michael Chu, the senior gameplay designer, and he <laughs> shat all over them. <laughs> it was uh, so good. There's a brilliant article on IGN where you can read all of his feedback. Yeah, it was fun. Don't do that. Don't do that. But that's another thing, like... I, Overwatch's character design is so is not it's not just the way those abilities work but those characters I do actually want to know more about them I'm yeah. deep yeah. enough that I'm interested in the lore which I don't give a shit about in any yeah. game but I like knowing little bits about this stupid cartoon world and I am so excited for new characters yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. the yes. idea of someone being added and shaking up how that game yeah. plays is Absolutely amazing Absolutely. to me because that's the thing. Like, uh, I've played a lot of Rainbow Six, and you get new operators in that. Yep. And I, I literally play them for about three or four rounds, and then I go back to my favourites from the old ones. Whereas mm. I feel like I'd actually invest time into yeah. the new ones, and learning the new out. ones. But do you think if they announced how is it they're just going to dr drop one at a time, or is it going to be one current per class? So or? their current plan is to drop one at a time, right. which has its benefits and problems. Like, for one, they get to see how a new character reacts and then immediately make tweaks if that character is is mm. no good. But on the other hand, it means that you're going to get games where literally every, for a few days, everyone is going to be playing that character alone. Because they yeah. want to. Um, the reason they're doing that is because they during the beta, they dropped D.Va, Genji, and someone else at the same time. And the effect of that on the game, they couldn't keep up with 
making right. tweaks to those characters because right. too much was happening and they couldn't keep yeah. track of the data. Right, right, right. So it's probably the lesser of two evils. Um, but then maps, they haven't said how they're going to drop them. I know for, yeah. for a fact they're playtesting one, at least at this moment. So Because he said it on the forums. Oh. It, they have, <laughs> this is one of the most boring things I'll ever say, but they have the most amazing community support on their forums. <laughs> like the director, the gameplay designer, and another guy and their community manager are in there like posting like 10 15 times a day each wow. just responding to things getting involved in just talking about stuff that people are excited about or saying like i'm really sorry you had a bad experience we're working on that like i've written like six or seven news stories just based on the fact that they are this good at yeah, communicating yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. most other people i don't want to single anyone out lots of companies will send out a press release like like even days after the community has realized that a change has happened, telling yeah. them what the changes were. And yeah. in Overwatch, we get to know everything. Like the uh, nerf to McCree, we knew yeah. two weeks in advance. Yeah. Everyone knew, knew it was going to happen, and everyone was ready for it to happen. Yeah. And so no problems, no kickoffs. Where's Whereas, the uh, Torbjorn nerf? I think it's happened. Has it? I'm well, not we actually... Were playing, oh, yeah, no, we got wrecked th- by Torbjorns. Were there three or four of them in there? Yeah. 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 See, that's, that's, it's yeah. an incredible... Actually, it was an update yesterday, wasn't there? Uh, Maybe it was. was competitive play, right? No, we weren't playing competitive. No, because competitive no, went that, up over the weekend. Oh, right, yeah. I, But I thought that was the update. I don't no, know, maybe. Anyway, yeah. basically there's a Torbjorn nerf and that's going to be good. Okay. Which is going to upset Rory so much because yeah. every time we play, he always gets play of the game. I, I, and it's literally just him running around like the map. playing his Torbjorn. Yeah, he's great. And he's incredibly Amazing. frustrating He'll still to be play good. Like, the, yeah. the point, it, like, my, my feeling about that nerf is that it's actually too big on console. Like, the idea is that console players can't point at things as easily, which is true. That's just how controllers work. But it's not quite that bad. No. But And also, I think the majority of losses to Torbjorn people is just because people don't know how to deal with turrets. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. they are so easy to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yesterday, we were fighting against three Torbjorns, and we absolutely yeah. destroyed them. Because yeah. so, every time they set up one, everyone's like, we'll just kill that. Yeah. yeah obviously. And for instance, you just send in a tank, the tank distracts the turret, and then you can send in someone else yeah. to, like, fire That's my favorite the... new thing, is when there's yeah. three turrets, and you've just got a Reinhardt standing there yeah. going, well, keep shooting me. Yeah. Someone's yeah. going to deal with And then someone else deals with yeah. yeah, complete. It's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Overwatch. Overwatch. We've gotten too deep. Well, that's deep breath. Right. Well, Shake it off. That's gone. Um, oh, I love it. I'm going to talk about some stuff that I haven't played, but I know that some of you have, and I wish I had. Okay. Four of them, or three of them. Firewatch, Inside, and The Witness. Three of them. Oh. Mm. All really good games, and I haven't played a single one of them. Firewatch is absolutely lovely. Like yeah. I think that. Have you have you played through it? I've played a level of it, so you're going to be more of an expert than me. Do it. But it was a beautiful level. It was around a friend's house. It's, it's gorgeous. It's, firstly, yeah, it's gorgeous. Secondly, um, I know a lot of... Obviously, we're not going to get into spoilers and stuff because yeah. you haven't even played it. But yeah. um, it does something that I really like that I'm seeing more and more with games, which is to take you down a story that you feel is going one way and then does something else to you. And yeah. lots of people came out of it going, oh, I was a little bit disappointed it didn't go where... I thought it would. Right. And I get that, but it's also the point. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the entire idea of the game is to make you feel like something and then to pull the rug out from under your feet mm, and just go, yeah. and here's the reality. And that's perfect. It's the, it's, uh, you know, that's how filmmaking works. I don't yeah. know why we're not aiming for this stuff. Yeah. Like, um, you want to be surprised. Yeah. And I, like, I'm really glad that all this walking simulator stuff is getting more and more time. Like, Firewatch wouldn't have been made five years ago. And now that games like, like, Dear Esther, which I think is a, not a good game and I did not enjoy. Yeah. I'm glad that was made so that people went, okay, there's a latent interest mm. in this. How do we improve? Yeah, How do we? Yeah, and we're definitely. getting to this stage where we're actually getting things that look like high-budget walking games yeah. with 
cool stories, things you've never seen there before. Was a run Pardon? There was a run button. There was a run button. <laughs> the uh, fact we wrote a story on a run button is like. Uh, oh no! Wait, that was everybody's gone to the yeah, rapture. Yeah, everybody's wasn't gone it? to the rapture. That was the run button. Right. But yeah. same thing. Like Correct. they're both big budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Beautiful games. Yes. Although I think everybody's gone to the rapture, they need to turn to a virtual reality game. Well, because just it, looking around an English village is nice. Well, it, I do that sometimes in real life. I was going to say, can't you do that in real life? Yeah. <laughs> we are fairly fortunate in that position. That's true. We just take a train at the centre of London. But I would definitely play it in VR. I think. I know we're going slightly off topic here, but with everybody's gone to the rapture, the issue was that you had the controller and then the screen and there was a separation, whereas the whole game was about poking about an English town, yeah. looking for clues, kind of the... And if you were physically in that town, I think it would have made you feel so much more hashtag immersed. Yeah. <laughs> like- well, one of my favourite things... Um- about Firewatch, unfortunately I played on PS4, but the PC version, you could do that thing where you find a camera quite shortly into the game, and like a little Polaroid camera, uh, or you, no, like a disposable camera, mm. and you can just take screenshots as you go around. Um, so in the PS4 version, I think it just displays those during the credits. On the PC version, you could get those developed as real photos right. and sent to you. Oh, that's which is cool. Like, yeah. The idea of taking like a weird game holiday and then yeah. getting a real souvenir out of it, I think is such a <laughs> brilliant cool. little awesome. idea. That's a bit like the, um, remember in the Last of Us DLC, we could go into the photo booth with like Ellie yeah, and yeah. her yeah. best friend. But that was just to your Facebook wall. But if I'd have actually gotten like the post, a little photo booth thing, that would have been awesome. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I just think, I've, I think things like Firewatch are super exciting and just having that difference of view to the rest of... Like, AAA games are never going to go away. Yeah. This, I think this is what people get worried about, is that, like, oh, our greatest developers are going to make things that I'm bored of. It's like, you're still going to get all the games you want. It's just yeah, yeah. people are now have the opportunity to make to amazing, different stuff yeah. for people who want that. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. In the same way that The Witness... Uh, I was about to say, yeah. ...is the most insane puzzle game I've ever seen. It's <laughs> crazy. Way, or... Uh, I don't know if it I've was, got the patience to It was too it. much for me. Um, yeah. But I know people who went so deep with it, and The Witness is so deep. Yeah. Like, mm. it's not one of those games where people are looking for shadows that don't exist. It, it is built as this crazy layered Pandora's experience where box. you can look at something and suddenly realise after 40 hours yeah. that there is an entire strata of puzzles you've never seen before. Mm. Right. Um, again, I can't spoil what they are because no, that is the entire... Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- fabric of the game but yeah. just walking around again and it's the same thing as firewatch walking around that place is yeah. Yeah. half the experience just i spent five hours i think just taking pictures of stuff like yeah. with the share button like you just need to get out like, <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> when i can't go to real life english villages <laughs> i go to mean. creepy puzzle islands okay. the yeah. puzzles were insane difficult though like I, I never got anywhere near completing it and i was talking no. to dale about it because dale got really far and i was like tell me your secrets in part oh wise one <laughs> and he was like well google you know, you know no you know there's the timed puzzles where like the puzzle like almost like changes every time in the setup but you've got like a comp- like a set amount of time to complete it okay yeah yeah and um he would basically take a screenshot of the puzzle on his phone and then put pause his, the game and pa- but like even pausing quite well you have to put it into rest mode oh my and so god he'd like really put, then he'd put it into rest mode so it was completely like completely paused and then get a sheet of paper and then write everything out and even then too much like i was work. well it I, was insane i bought an app for my ipad so that i could take pictures and then draw on the screenshots to like find solutions uh... and stuff and then I realised that I was wasting my life. And I, actually, <laughs> exactly. the game was making me feel worse. I mean, did you not realise that with the 
sharing of the screenshots. A little bit. Well, no, the screenshots were just nice. That was like, I was glad not to be interacting with the puzzles at that point because it was yeah. too stressful. Um, I'm shit at puzzles, but like, yeah, it, again, that is a cool thing. And that guy got, and actually, weirdly, this fits with Inside, like Jonathan Blow and Playdead both yeah. got six years to make what is ostensibly an indie game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the results of them completely bear out the fact of saying yeah. like just give these guys time and money they can yeah. make what seems like a small experience something you've never yeah. seen before yeah, yeah. and also I mean like we should probably talk about the multi-platform element of it because it's launched on mobile as well I think it's what's it's, that uh, The Witness The Witness yeah is it yeah I'm pretty sure it has. I know that we definitely... So my I used to work at a YouTube channel yeah. that was specialised in mobile games. And I know we definitely talked about it in our 2016 preview. I had preview no idea about it. It was like one of the things we were most excited about. That's coming. a really good idea. It was definitely in the preview. I don't know whether... Maybe it, perhaps it's not launched yet, but I know it's definitely coming to mobile. I would That's more likely on. play it on my iPad yeah. than I can see that. be in front of the screen for however long. Yeah. Also, I, anyone who can take the basic format of Myst, which is the most boring game ever made, and turn it into something I actually enjoy is... Well done then. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And what about Inside? Oh, Inside's um, maybe the game of the year. Really? Like, genu- I've played it twice Better now. Than well, it's a completely different thing. Of course but it is, a- but if you had to pick one or the other. Give me a couple more months on Overwatch to decide. Right. <laughs> it could go either way. Well, it- so Inside is what, two hours long? Or- uh, it's four. Four hours. Okay. Um, I've played it through twice. Yeah. That, I've never seen anything like that game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's. Because it starts off, this is a running theme now, but it starts off going, hey, you're playing Limbo again, enjoy this. And you're like, okay, cool. And then just goes places that that game couldn't even dream of. Right. Um, Yeah, it's incredible. We talked about it. I think we've talked about it the last two weeks. But yeah, it's it's Mm. unbelievable. And the most deserving 10 out of 10 from IGN. Like, I'm so glad we gave it that score. Um, and it, yeah, six years, six years. And I worked at Official Xbox Magazine. I've been trying to talk to Playdead for so long. Yeah. And in retrospect, at the time, I was like, oh, fuck you guys. You will not talk to anyone. Yeah. Like, they just would not speak to us. Yeah. In retrospect, I'm like, I'm so glad you told me nothing yeah, yeah. about this. Like, the idea that I went in blind and did not know what was well, going to happen. It. I don't know anything about it. So I need yeah. to. I need so to it's out on PC next week? Maybe this week? Oh, oh wow. I've got a. Uh, maybe it'll work on my work one. But I've got an Xbox at home. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, it's so worthwhile. Do you have a work Xbox here in the office at your desk? No, but I've got oh. one at home, and there is oh. there are Xboxes around somewhere. We just scatter them about like bricks. Um, yeah. I build a little it, house out of them. A little <laughs> Xbox igloo. It feels fairly decadent to have both stacked up on everyone's desks, yes. which is why we've just got PS4s hooked I'm up. I'm happy with the PS4s. <laughs> I've got my special shiny Uncharted... Are we, show, are we showing off to the listeners now? We are indeed. We are indeed. <laughs> but yeah, my God, play I inside. Didn't even take that for myself. I thought that was very generous. That was me. very generous, especially since at the time. That's just because you want given... a Neo when it comes. We're only going to get one, and it'll be yours. So you'll get all the shiny textures. I'm not that person. What? I'm not. I've worked with many people, many bosses who something comes in, and it's like, well, we really need so that for. I'm work. not. I'm not going on guesses. You literally said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise you. Seriously, uh, chances are I'll get one for home in addition to the work one. Oh, of course, uh, but oh, the work fair. one will be shared by you. Guys. Oh. <laughs> that's very so magnanimous, magnanimous of you. Yeah, but it's it's ridiculous if I took it. But I have worked with people where it's like, yeah, I know. Uh, around the launch of Xbox 360, before you know they were massively yeah. out of stock at the, in the early days. Mm. Um, I was in charge of doing the games coverage for um, the Mail on Sunday, oh, nice. and we got one in. And the editor took it 
because he wanted to give it to his son for Christmas. Oh my God! The news, uh, the the Daily Mail, they said we need another two in, and like my boss at the time, because he was a section editor and I was working underneath him, he had to phone up Microsoft PR and he made them cry because he was like, "If you don't get me these, the Daily Mail will destroy you." What? So we couldn't actually write review any games because they went off. That's unbelievable. I sat outside the editor of the the supplements office and my job was to get cool stuff in for roundups everything he was eyeballing it's like does that need to go back can you bring that in here and i was I, that's so corrupt. i did 11 months of it and i was like i can't do this i can imagine yeah. I cannot do no it. wonder that's mental because i didn't get to keep any of this so. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm out of here uh what else on this list or something separate uh i'd quite like to talk about mitomo because I know it's a mobile game, but it was it was such a big game to come out because it was, you know, Nintendo's move into mobile. Everyone had been super excited, thinking, you know, what are they going to do? Handheld wise, are we going to get like a Mario game? Or, that'd be amazing. And it's like, no, we're going to do going to do Mitomo. We're going to do uh, like a bodged version of Tomodachi Life. Yes, exactly. And, <laughs> and everyone kind of went, ah, when it first got announced. I, I had a day of being absolutely obsessed with it. But that's the thing. When it, so when it launched... No longer. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was seemed it. to be it. When it came out, everybody on my timeline was like, hey, look at this. Yeah, sharing all these weird screenshots and things. But I think, I think the thing that killed me, Tomo, was... The people that used it. It was like it was Absolutely. like that. You know that Twitter experiment when they did the AI bot that was built off other people, and then it became like this crazy machine. That yeah. you know, in the same way, the users here ruined it because right. if the people who used it and did it well are ones who kind of almost took the piss slightly. Mm, right. So when you were asked, "Oh, what's your favorite thing about cats?" they'd answer you can see how big a room is by swinging them rather than oh they're really cute and fluffy like you'd rather know the previous answer than the later one and people would just answer so seriously and then they and someone would answer 10 questions at a time then you'd go in and all you'd have are these really dull answers and it made the game itself dull well it was just fundamentally in a design way it doesn't work because what it was how how it works best is when you've got a load of friends who are people you like so whether you want if you want serious answers if you want to know about your friends you'd have that group whereas mm. you know someone else would have the people who made disgusting pictures using the photo booth feature or something like <laughs> you and Gav yes <laughs> uh, I did one of sticking a friend up my me's ass. it was brilliant um, and like so you'd have that group of friends that you wanted to see from yeah. but then the game rewards you for adding strangers so you go, okay, I want to get up to the next rank of friendship or whatever it's called. So I'm a friendship master. So I'd add a load of people and then it would just dilute my whole timeline because yeah. it was full of boring so people true. I don't know. Like, because you didn't even have to use your real name. So there were all these people. There was like, you know, just Egg Boy. Like, who the fuck is Egg Boy? I don't know yeah. who this guy is. And he's answering boring things about volcanoes. I don't know. I had one guy. <laughs> That's rubbish. Yeah, it was rubbish. There was one guy who he changed his me's voice because you know you could like mm. go into the settings. So the voice sounded like this. It was terrifying. And all his answers would just be about cake. It didn't matter what the question was. Right. It would, and it, his answer would just be cake. And he would answer like 20 questions at a time. So you just have this freaky me going like <laughs> run, 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 the, with all this, but just saying cake, cake. yeah okay. just going <laughs> cook, cook, cook. that was terrifying oh, sounds so, rubbish yeah. so we'll see what they come out with next well they've got Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem which are both free to play Animal Crossing makes sense I get that because the last one felt like they were making fun of free to play games in their paid game 
but I don't see how Fire Emblem's going to work. Mm. Like, that's a full-fledged strategy game, so is it just going to be Clash of Clans or something that they're making? Mm. That would be quite Not sad. Not another Clash of Clans clone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, strange strange business. Uh, I'm going to talk about... Oh, let's do my indie game roundup. Go on, then. Do it. Uh, yes. Stick Bold. I really like Stick Bold. You didn't like Stick Bold, I did you? I came to the party late. You lot were better than me, and I've got no patience yeah. uh, at being frustrated at games. Fantasy Danish dodgeball. I will dodgeball. throw my pad down in disgust and walk away <laughs> like a huffy child. Uh, it was so good. Which is what I did. Stick Bold. <laughs> Stick Bold's brilliant. Everyone should play that. Super Hot, the mm. game where it erroneously tells you that time only moves when you do. That's not true. Time moves a little bit when you're not moving in that game. Really oh, annoys wow. me that they lied Here about Here it is. That. Joe's attention to detail. Stick yeah. coming out. Um, but Super Hot has one of the... I, like, I don't chase secrets in games. I have no interest in completing achievements or anything. But Supart has some of the most interesting secret design of ga- like a game I've played recently where you're in these closed arenas and then it, you'll realise that like a set of steps just made out of incidental sort of... Like there'll be a vent on the wall and a car and it turns out you can jump up to a roof you didn't know was there. There'll right. be an extra little bit of level where you've got to work out a puzzle to get to this thing. In this like dumb shooting game, it's really clever. Um, so I really like that. And also shooting glass people until their heads explode is brilliant. You have a lot of unsolved issues. Yes. And what was the thing that came out in January? (laughs) Oh, Pony Island. Did either of you play Pony Pony Island? Pony Island. Yeah. So it looks like um, it starts off looking like an endless runner where you play as a pony that has to jump over fences. I mean, that sounds glorious. But it turns out to be that you are playing a sort of demonically haunted arcade machine. <gasps> That's even and better! And like, this sort it just of, goes, like, goes weird. It just it? gets Corrupted weirder and weirder yeah. until, you, like, yeah, the game starts corrupting itself and whatever sort of demon is inside it is changing the game as you play it to try and stop you playing it. That's fascinating. I don't think it follows through on its ideas as far as it could have gone. And actually, the, there are two sort of core gameplay elements, which is the jump, pony jumping over stuff, mm-hmm. or um, there's, like, this sort of hacking mini-game. Neither of them are that fun, but the story itself is really compelling. And I went through it. It took me like six hours and you just like blitz through it. And yeah, I just thought it was a really cool idea. And it was one of those games that just came out of nowhere and everyone's suddenly going, Pony Island. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, oh, and Duskers, which is uh, a roguelike game where you only play as like drones going through derelict spaceships trying right. to scrap them. But the drones can't, you can't see the world so mm. the drones have like this very narrow but like it's like playing a game just through the Metal Gear Solid 2 minimap where you've got cones right, of vision okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you've got a pro so you've got to type commands you've got to be like drone one go to room two yeah and you have no direct real direct control over them so after you've sent them the only way of doing it getting them out of there is yeah. to send them back again right. so you're like typing sort of fake programming language to move these right. things around mm. and it's fucking terrifying because right. there's aliens that haunt these well, not haunt them aliens that just walk around these rooms and will destroy your drones in various different ways and make crazy noises yeah, and yeah. it's just really clever and scary and weird and just yeah it's very good um i've played like four hours so far i think it came out quite recently yeah, yeah. it's good stuff so there you go that's my indie game roundup oh, for that was amazing 2016 i like i was just gonna say like i think t- there have been a lot of games 
good games that yeah. come out in 2016. I'm going to quickly gloss over some because mm-hmm. we haven't got time to talk yeah. about anything. Doom. Doom's brilliant. Really, really good mm. reimagining of, of the uh, obviously original uh, 3D shooter. Mm-hmm. Hitman, heard really good things about it. So apparently it's really hitting its stride now. It's up to episode three. Four is coming out in a couple Four's of weeks. Four is coming out yeah. soon, yeah. I think it's a really interesting way of releasing the game as well. And yeah. have these episodes. I think Fun. it's fully justified. Yeah. The cri- everyone criticised the way that yeah. game works. But the fact that people are still playing Hitman months after release yeah. and yeah. rinsing it. Like yeah. I got a WhatsApp group of friends who play it and they are obsessed with that game right mm. like every time a mission comes out they go nuts and every yeah, time yeah. one of those elusive targets yeah, comes out yeah, yeah. where it's like you have 48 hours to kill this one person and we won't tell you how yeah um yeah they just go crazy i think it's brilliant it's, like, it's such a smart idea because it, in the same way that you know when you're watching a tv series and you have to wait a week for the next episode and you're there going ah, and yeah. so you get but if you were sometimes the netflix approach means that you feel quite beleaguered almost halfway mm. through a series yeah they're kind of by rationing it, you get so into every level, and the, the joy of Hitman is going back and replaying. It means that you can see all the details yep. so much more than if they'd released it all at once. It's exactly. kind of like it, it makes so much sense. Yeah, I'd love to see other games take that on. Mm, yeah, I can't definitely. think what, but exactly. I would like it. <laughs> Suddenly, we'll have episodic games. Splinter in- Cell. Splinter Cell would be a great episodic game. I know it's another stealth game, but yeah. like the idea of being given a space and then going, do what you can uh, in this area because. The last game not did quite that. as open as that, though, is it? Well, so the blacklist had was sort okay. of moved into this like you've right. got a big box, work your way through it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that was really cool. Like, yeah. and actually, the story is what put me off in that game. I'd prefer it to be a more potted like, yeah, yeah, here's the thing, go here, go here. Yeah, it's good. Mm. I just really like as well that you can kill someone with a toilet. That is fun, mm-hmm. very fun. Uh, other good stuff, Lego Star Wars. Supposed to be very, very good. I've not played that. Yet. Not Lego played it, yeah. game in since uh, Lego in Marvel. Ages. Didn't that come out? It was like last Monday or something. Very recently. Fairly recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, stuff that I wanted to be good, but I didn't like. Far Cry Primal. I. Mm. That's my biggest disappointment of the year. Because I love Far Cry. Like, listeners to the podcast would have heard me. Blah 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 about Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four and blood. Like I love them all. Yes, and I played them like one few games that I literally went and did everything I possibly could in those worlds. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. being in there. But Primal, ugh. it's just yeah. so dull. And I think there's a core of a really cool idea there, mm. but they couldn't break away from their own format enough to make yeah. it good. Yeah, like it, there were elements where it was like, oh, it's sort of a survival game, mm. and then it just goes mm. nah. Just yeah. have like they didn't a, commit enough to yeah. one aspect of it, and there, there are these dream sequences, which I think are the best bits yeah. of the game that make me just go, "Well, why wasn't this it? Why didn't you make like Caveman Blood Dragon, where yeah, it's yeah. mad gods and like there's a bit where you blow up the moon with a bow and arrow? It's incredible. <laughs> I didn't get that. It was so good, right. and yeah. Wow. So you actually quit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Far Cry. Yeah. Wow. It's like. Well, I didn't finish two. I finished every other Far Cry. I know everybody says two is really, really good. Oh, it's amazing. Didn't click with me at all. I loved it. Malaria. Um, which I'm, uh, Malaria yeah, is a game mechanic. Powerful. Uh, Edge Catalyst. Mm, oh, I'm so excited for this one because I absolutely loved the original. Yeah. Like, loved. And actually, I know people really, like, bashed the the yeah. follow-up mirror's edge catalyst i still quite liked it yeah you know I, but I, that's the problem is it was another game where you went yeah this is really cool and it would be great if they did this but they didn't like it's so strange that they made a game to fix all the problems of the original and the criticisms of it are exactly, exactly. the same yeah. as the original well i think the issue was kind of the the open worldness of it like the 
part of the reason why the first one I thought was so good was because you had this kind of set run and mm. it was kind of trying to work your way through the world and the, the best way of doing it in whereas in the second game there were so many different ways of doing it you could almost get quite lost and not necessarily right. know where you were going the it, problem it felt is, too open the problem is I, I don't think that it was I think it's not open enough so that when you get lost the only way of getting around that is to go back yes. on yourself the, yeah, the like, yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Like, well actually I'm just going to go up here go up so there, there might yeah. be three paths yeah, yeah. But then if you accidentally take a fourth one that just takes you down the wrong area, yeah. Yeah. it's not like GTA where you can go, okay, well, I'm just going to you know, go up. Take a left, and, done yeah, that exactly. corner. Yeah, I can just follow yeah. the GPS. This just goes, no, go yeah. back now. That's, see, that's the thing I loved about the original Crackdown is that I leveled yes. up completely with the sort of super jump or whatever it was called. Yep. Mm. And that's how I got about the city. It was just like, well, I know I've got to go there. I'm just going to jump from building yeah. to building like mm. the Incredible Hulk. And, and I hope that's very much the case in the new Crackdown. Mm. But yes. yeah, I don't know if that... That really kind of yeah. happened with with Mirror's Edge. But I think what Mirror's Edge Catalyst did really well is, you know, it built off a comic series that, you know, had been released before. And, and, and the story and the kind of the lore around it, the city feels very real, the city of glass. There's yeah. this real sense of, like, dystopian oppression. And I, I love the character development. Like, each of the characters feels like they have a place in the world. And did you finish the story? Uh, I've not yet finished it. I'm about like 75% okay. through. So did, have you finished it? No, no, no. Okay. Because I, I, so I did like three hours from the start of the game for our preview that we did. And then I've played, I just haven't played past that again. Because mm. I played a bit more and was like, you know what? I just don't feel this. That is, uh, Which I is we're really sad. fortunate in our roles, but I did the opening two hours of uh, Killzone on when PS4 came out mm. about four times. And that Did just destroyed it. the game. So I can't play these opening bits anymore. Yes, yeah. like when it actually comes around to playing, but, uh, finishing it. But when I that preview, I mm. liked a huge amount of it. My preview was really glowing, and yeah. I was sad to see that it that it came out the way it did because yeah. it basically the preview was kind of this is really cool if it keeps building on this, but it doesn't. Um, mm. But the story was the thing that I was really worried yes. about. I thought, oh, really? I thought it looked terrible. I hate, I hated Faith's characterization. I thought like the those guys weren't much fun and I couldn't see the space for them to get better oh that's interesting I know I like, really I love enjoyed that, it the society and the world mm. they're building like the mm. little hints at like horrible stuff happening outside yes. the city I love all that yeah. but the characters I wasn't interested in oh, but if no, they no. get better then I'd be interested no maybe it's just because the longer you play the longer you invest in yeah, a certain yeah. Yeah. character and perspective but you know I really adored Faith from the first game so carrying over oh, well, and that's seeing it. her I liked like, her a lot more in the first first game than what I've experienced so far but then I'm not I haven't played that much so no, she can be so, slightly petulant but that's something that I really like about her. I like characters that are flawed and yeah. kind of, yeah, it mm. makes her feel more real and rounded. You know, she's just spent two years in juvie. Like, she's going to come out and be like, yeah, I'm ready to run, like, in yeah, this yeah. kind of, you know, it makes sense. Mm. Cute. Cool. Uh, I'm going to finish talking about games with probably an opinion that I'm going to be hated for. Interesting. Oh. And I didn't particularly like Uncharted 4. <gasps> you haven't finished it though. Done. What done. did you finish it? Yes. Oh, you're incorrect then. That was <laughs> an absolute chore. What? Oh no. I Do totally disagree. Don't say this. Fair enough, but like I, I know like, But Alicia hasn't finished, I, so we so, can't so, talk so, about it. I'll yeah. tell you specifically. So okay. let me just provide a bit more detail to it. Yeah, because yeah. Right. I absolutely loved it up until about two thirds of the way through. Okay. Uh, how far are you in? So do you remember no, so what I've chapter you at? I've literally not. I'm about to start. Oh. So, okay. yeah. I, I have well, let's it say, home. like, the third act. Oh my God, it goes on for a long time. 
there, there are there are some pacing issues in the third act, but then yes. I think the end makes up for it. I love those last couple of bits. Oh, well, I'd love to have that discussion mm. outside of this. Because yes, yes, yes. I didn't feel the payoff was as big or as exciting as I wanted it to be. That's interesting. Really? Yes. Oh, I don't get that. <laughs> but I, I don't I, get it. I feel like that's a very Nathan Drake thing. Like in, in all of the games, I feel like there has been a point where there's a pacing issue. So in Uncharted 3, when you're walking well, through Uncharted the desert... Uncharted 3 was really bad. Yeah. Like the, the, the ship... Uh, scrapyard thingy bit man that went on for ages you just go for yeah on and on and on and on like like you know the, the desert bit where he's going through for forever and ever and ever he's looking for water and then you go into the town and he's still really hot but then suddenly <laughs> he's after, still really after, hot after two days of no water he springs into action starts throwing grenades and like annihilating half yeah. the I'm population I'm fine with that I don't yeah. mind that it's like dumb action I, but like I totally get what you mean that this, this stuff takes But you have time. just done like 15 minutes and yeah. the whole point of it the whole reason they made that so long was to you know so you feel like you're living this kind of ordeal with him but then he's just fine at the end anyway so it mm. kind of it makes that whole plodding slow pace feel very pointless mm. yeah. um, you know in the, in the second game there were similar issues in, you know, in the first game like it, it's just a, it's, it's just a feature isn't it of yeah. them well it's Technically, it's one of the most impressive games I've ever it's seen. It's unbelievable. It's like, oh my god! There was like, there are. The, I think I already talked about this, but there's a bit where you see a backdrop yeah. and like it's just come out of a cutscene. It does a really nice thing with yeah, coming yeah. seamlessly out of cutscenes. Yeah. And I, ge- I genuinely just stood there for ages because I thought the cutscene was yeah. still going on. Like uh-huh. I didn't know it was gameplay. <laughs> it just looks so good. Cool. The amount that they've kind of mixed up with dialogue and just keeping like if you die and you replay. They try and keep it fresh each time. It's like they, the, the polish is like. Holy do you remember shit, when GTA Five did that for the first time, yeah, where yeah, yeah. The, the mission would have different dialogue yeah. the second time? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. What a great idea! Yeah. I can't believe everything doesn't do that now. But I've finished it, and I'm like, I'm struggling to remember anything that I particularly really enjoyed about the game, apart from what? the E3 demo that they showed. Uh, what? Not this mm. year, but last year. That for me was the highlight of which the game. section was that the, the bit with uh, escaping from the armored car oh and yeah, then yeah, yeah the extended yeah. bit when he's on the back going through the mud that's, that's fantastic like, that was amazing yeah. mm. nothing else lived up to that I don't mm. think so story story wise how does it stack up against the other three this is the first one I've played in its entirety so I couldn't okay. say yeah. I really liked it I, well like, the thing is. I adored two because yes. oh, at the time the that was doing stuff that I'd never seen before. Yeah. This is it's doing the same but slightly prettier. And, yeah. and you know, honestly, there were moments in that game that you were like, oh, "Fucking hell, that looks incredible!" Yeah. Um, but I liked. I thought the story was going to go in a slightly different direction. I, I felt like it copped out a couple of times. We but again, are. I can't really talk, talk about, about specifics. So, no, no. Do you um, think the epilogue? Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you feel good about that? Because I think it leaves the series in a really, really Wait, interesting you, and exciting place. Yeah, uh, I've, I've finished it. Yes, done everything. Oh uh, right, cool. We can't talk about that. No, 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 no. Right. I'm not talking about it specifically. But I okay. think that leaves the series in a place where it, like, the next I th- thing I that it could should... do could be super exciting. I don't think we should talk about it at all. No. All right. Because Alicia hasn't started playing it yet. And I'm being vague so as hell. Now, so no, now I know, that could be like, a continuation to the series. Interesting. Well, well no, but that's, but that's why I'm not talking about it. Mm. 
But that's the point. You don't know how beard or scratch, why. Beard scratch, beard it's so cool. But we will talk about it. It's great. Uh, in, ter- uh, in terms of other disappointments, let's uh, look at movies. <laughs> it's not a disappointment. <laughs> it's just I appreciate that I'm in the minority. Mm. And, uh, and I, uh, the other reason why I think it was like that, if you're going to sit down and play it, try and play it in a condensed sitting. As quickly as possible. I, oh, well, I, that, yeah, that's what I've done with all of the... I've literally right. blitzed. So when I got this brand new PlayStation, the yeah. Uncharted one for The Office, I hadn't played any Uncharted's and right. I thought that it would be disrespectful to you (laughs) as a massive Uncharted fan for me to have it on my desk with Nathan Drake staring at me every day and to not have played so I literally I got the Uncharted collection and I played all three you know when I had tonsillitis basically in the space of two weeks you know I had tonsillitis that was a lie that was was it (laughs) that was all the ruse you know actually I'm still ill I haven't finished Uncharted 3 it's really paced badly stuck on that but I'm just still in that Desert. This tons, this tons of lights caused real pacing issues. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it was great, like playing them all back to back. Mm. And so now this is why I'm itching to get onto number four and, and yeah. see where it's going. But I have no doubt that you'll have a good time with it. Um, it's just you just be prepared to slog through a, a few sections. Mm. Cool. No, that's fine. I can deal with some slog. Yeah. Cool. Uh, movies. But anyway, disappointing movies. Well, well, I haven't the, seen I, this, but I am a big Batman fan. And the fact that I didn't go and see Batman vs. Superman when I had mm. a free ticket. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah, okay, I've heard that's such damning. bad things from Krupa and Tilly and Gav that I was just like, I'm going to do something nice with my evening instead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this has been a weird year of like it feels like this is the turning point for superhero Super- stuff. Yeah, like, not least, true. I mean, this is quite well, a Marvel's tr- still ploughing on and yeah. you know Captain America is still the biggest movie uh, of the year in terms mm. of uh, earnings it was quite a trite observation but I think this is the point where like X-Men and Batman vs Superman Superman have proved like that real darkness and grittiness isn't necessarily what people want yeah, 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 and yeah. Deadpool has proved that something completely different can work just I as really, well so I mm. only watched Deadpool this week and I really oh, enjoyed really? it I think Deadpool is De- absolutely really fantastic good. Deadpool is good <laughs> right, okay. Would you care to elaborate? It was everything I wanted and more from a superhero it movie. It was, I really... Whereas I'm so bored of superhero movies. Yeah, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm very bored of superhero movies. Normally, so I normally prefer DC over Marvel because I yeah. like the grit and the dark mm-hmm. and the, the kind of... I like like the gritty strepsil needing voice of Batman and the and I really liked Deadpool for being so funny. I thought that yeah. the opening credit scene was utterly was genius. I think that's the best opening credits I've ever seen for a movie where it completely takes the piss out yeah. of all setup and production because that's the thing we knew we knew how difficult this movie was to produce. It took yeah. so long. You know, it really had to be fought for. I think my issue with it was kind of in the the second half. Yeah. First half amazing. Lots of character development, amazing kind of storyline, really taking the piss out of superhero movies. The second half, it just becomes your stereotypical kind of... I agree, it loses steam. It it really loses steam. The character development, suddenly the baddie, we're like, oh, really? Like in the plot line, he just kind of... He's just a guy who presses a button and then rides a motorbike and then at the end gets like shot in the head like there's there's really like whereas at the beginning he seems really interesting the girl like in the comics the love interest is like she's an amazing superhero in her own right yes right. Right. none of that introduced in the like so but but yeah in the beginning she was set up as like really fascinating and cool and you kind of rooted for their relationship so yeah i think if the second half had been stronger it would have sure. been one of my favorite films of this year as it was it got like a solid like 3.5 oh, well i see i think 
I think despite that ending being what it is from a, you know, you look at that ending and you go, he does this, he does this, he does this, they win the day, that's it. But you still have Ryan Reynolds telling hilarious jokes during that time. Like, it's not like they just turn off Deadpool at that point. I still found it much more fun. So um, I enjoyed and criticised Deadpool in exactly the same way as I did Ant-Man. I think both of them are brilliant little small-scale, slightly witty, you know, sorry, not slightly witty, much wittier takes on Marvel properties um, that in the second half fall into themselves with, like, okay, we need a big action sequence now, which I don't think they do. No. Um, Ant-Man, though, does... He does stop being funny when he starts fighting the bad guy mm. in the kind yeah, of big yeah, final yeah. Cl- climactic thing. I don't think Deadpool does, and that's no, why I elevated that's very, it for me. That's very like, true. like in the final scene, when he gets like stabbed in the head. And yeah, just yeah. Like, and, and the, the unicorn. And all that kind of stuff is just brilliant. That was yeah. really funny. It's really well that done. Funny. And I think it like bodes really well for what could come next. Like yeah. Not just Deadpool 2, which I am now completely excited yeah. for. Not least because like I was really into Deadpool as a teenager. I thought he was amazing. Mm. And then... As I grew up, I was like, oh, she's a bit embarrassing. Like, the the, hum- the comic humour got really stupid and, like, right. very... Even in a comic that completely references itself the whole time, got mm. really self-referential. Right. And then this felt very fresh. Like, yeah, firstly, yeah. Deadpool is not a, as disgusting a man in the comics, so seeing him as a sort of R-rated guy yeah. is really interesting. Um, I think it just brings it up a notch. And But I think, like, who knows what they're they could do with all these movies now like Black yeah. Panther is going to be one thing that's going to be really interesting but then like I don't even like they've got Captain is it Captain Marvel I can't remember what she's called I think it's Captain Marvel isn't it like oh, they've yeah, got that coming Cooper is our Marvel yeah. superhero kind of expert but they've got that coming next and who knows what kind of tone that's going to have but that could be anything yeah. I wonder whether you know lots of people have been calling for Deadpool to be introduced into other Marvel franchises but like this film felt so separate even though it was a part of that world and we went to Xavier's school and there was that really self I really like that bit so I loved that bit I I loved that bit and I loved the joke where he was like um Maybe oh, the studio it's so can funny only there's afford only two of you. Yeah. Maybe the studio can only yeah. afford two. And I thought that was hilarious. And like, what? I don't know the name of the, the female character, but all the Negasonic kind of Teenage, Teenage Warhead. Warhead. But like, yeah. yeah, sort of like the Sinead O'Connor jokes. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The sort of, uh, no, really, really funny. Fight, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But will brilliant. that, my, my question is, will that be lost if we inject Deadpool into, yeah. say, X-Men with all the traditional characters that we know. And I, th- I think because... To an extent, but then the, the history of the comics is such that when Deadpool is injected into that stuff, he's there as very odd comic relief. Which, And if you're going to an X-Men film that happens to have Deadpool in it, that's probably what you want. Like, I don't think you want to go into an X-Men film and go, it's the comedy movie, because it's still about, yeah. like, racism and Patrick Stewart being sad. Yeah. And that's what you want, like. Um, which, unfortunately, they're not doing very well anymore. The thing I find amazing about it is that, you know, relatively, Deadpool is a tiny character in the Marvel mm. Universe. And yet, uh, it's grossed almost as much as Batman versus Superman, which is DC's two biggest hitters biggest in names. a film together. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. How on earth are they going to get that back? What? Oh, Batman and uh, well, Superman, and Justice League, all that kind of stuff. And I think the fact doomed. that they signed up Zack Snyder for so much—it's like, why did you do that? He keeps making weird. Like he did three hundred well, and that's because three hundred was already dark Although and slightly I, racist. I, I went back and watched that, and it's not a great film. It doesn't hold up. Uh, it won't have aged well. No. no. Yeah, I've not um, seen it since it came out. Like the same. With, I, I know it wasn't him, but it's the same with Sin City. Sin City does not yeah. hold yeah. up, and it seemed so stylistic and amazing yeah. at the time. But now it's just like, um, 
And but then he made Watchmen, which was like I okay. Really, no, I really liked Watchmen, but but it wasn't like it was okay. I, re- no, I really liked it. It was such right. a <laughs> faithful adaptation. Like he he just used the comic book, shop, barring shop, the end. Yeah, kind of like there was elements of it where you're just like, well, you've not this. You've not directed this. <laughs> you're just a man who's gone put that picture in a movie. That's it. Um, and the, but that's how it actually happened. But now that he's been given stuff that's like, he has to decide on. Yeah. Who knew it was going to be shit? Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't understand why he's being regarded the way he is. Apparently the extended cut is better. So I'm waiting for that to come out. Are you really going to watch the longer version of that film? Yeah, of course I am. I'm oh not, not going to watch it. But, you know, as a parent... Cinema time is premium. Yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. waste it on a film that Very true. I'm, yeah. I can't be bothered with. That's absolutely fair. Uh, the last film I did see at the cinema was Zootopia or Zootropolis. I've not seen that. I still really want to really see good. it. Still not seen it. Really I've good. Yeah, heard I've, heard, it's I've heard it's amazing. Is that the same? So it's really good. How, okay. It's not amazing. Okay. Is that the same studio that did Big Hero, Big Hero 6? Uh, Love Big Hero 6. I thought it was la, great. La, 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 la. <laughs> Do you know, I can't remember how they split up because you know. They always say from the people that bought you Frozen, and actually it's just one person that's yeah. the person yeah. that carried across. I, uh, I can't remember his name. Mm. How does it stack up against, you know, rec- I, I feel like recently animated movies have been really strong. You know, we've had like Inside Out. Yep. We've had, uh, okay, well, it's not so recent now, but Bloody Love Tangled. Like, although, how, how much does it stack up against those? Well, uh, again, as a parent, I've watched my fair share of animated films and... It was like there was something that I could really enjoy because the humour was pitched uh, kind of up there for adults. But as a kid's film, it worked really, really well. Mm. And, you know, like, I guess it's the same as every other Disney movie. There's tragedy and people die and all that kind of stuff. But the (gasps) the main two characters, the the way they work together, it's just really, really fun. Hmm. And it's clever. Like, the world they've built That's what I keep hearing is that it's... And that's what interests me about its connection with... Big Hero 6 because San Francisco or whatever yeah, it was yeah. called was such a yeah. heady so thing cool. it was just brilliant to look at that place yeah. I want to go on holiday to San Francisco it's amazing like, it's, it's such a cool idea watch it but like you know where you've got a city where elephants live alongside mice or whatever and that city has to work in different ways for different sizes like it's it's so clever that's like game design that that element of yeah, going yeah, yeah. how could this place yeah. fit together and yeah. how could we move through and it and they do a really good job of Portraying that, and also, you know, having uh, polar bears living alongside camels. Mm. How do you do that? And, yeah. and, anyway, watch it. It's it's well worth it. That's, That's cool. cool. And very apt politically in the divisive landscape that we've got. Teaching kids young. That's, there we go. Teach them young. They teach them young unity. Yes, young unity. <laughs> young that unity. That sounds like to be cool. afraid of foxes. To be That's afraid. Of that sounds like the next <laughs> superhero hit. Young unity. Um, speaking, I mean, speaking of um, adaptations of yeah. classic kind of kids movies. Have either Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> Ten Cloverfield. <laughs> Did either of you guys see the Jungle Book? Uh, I again, I had a ticket, but I was on holiday, so I didn't, uh, get to see didn't it. go see it. Also. No. Like my daughter gets very scared at films, and ah, yeah, that she'd have looked been. like quite a like intense film. Yeah, so Cher Khan is he's scary. Yeah. Like he's there's there's this oh I don't really want to no no spoilers, but there's this bit where he walks up to the the wolf pack yeah. and he's being very kind of like calm. And he doesn't do anything. He just walks and he's yeah. just talking. But the menace just 
oozes off of him and it's amazing voice yeah. acting by Idris Elba and um yeah, the the cast they had of voice actors is just incredible, and it looks beautiful. It's such yeah. a visually amazing movie. This, the bit with Scarlett Johansson as the snake is so wonderfully done. Um, I think I, I really want to see it. It is it is really really good. I definitely recommend it. It was something I was so uninterested in as well. Like until people started talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, the Jungle Book was my favorite movie as like a five year old. Apparently, mm-hmm. I watched it on repeat the whole time. Um, my account for many of my problems um <laughs> obsessed with animus um but like i just didn't care about this and then yeah people started saying amazing stuff yeah. and I, I don't know where it came from yeah because yeah, yeah. they've got another jungle book movie next well, so year that, as well that's fascinating the fact that they had to yeah like wasn't it meant to come out this year but they yeah, had I to delay so. it because they were um, like, oh, we can't have to their shia khan is benedict cumberbatch which just seems like a better choice to me yeah i mean he did an incredible job as smaug so yeah, to no. see him as the for that. The, the only thing with Jungle Book that um, is the the boy who played Mowgli looked so much like you'll adore him if mm. you loved the original Disney movie because it's literally just like they put him in real life. It's it's amazing, but and he's doing a job that most adult actors would struggle with so yeah. much because the whole thing is basically green screen yeah. and like he's not seeing any of this amazing world that we're seeing for like a ten year old boy or however old he is. Incredible work, but it it does mean his acting there are points where you just really feel like he's just saying the lines and going right. through the motions and that can pull you out he, give he the becomes, kid a break I know oh, so, so that's why I'm saying like, harsh critic fair play to him <laughs> but also he's just God. a kid in just his, be better yes. in his underwear in front of millions of people give it just yeah. let him off with a mop on his head with a mop, mop on his head <laughs> That's the kind of environment I would shine in, I think. You reckon? In your underwear in front of millions. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anything else? Like 10 Clo- Clofford Lane. I loved the beginning of it. I didn't like the end of it. Yeah, it was basically the same. I thought, like, apart from anything else, uh, I can't talk about the end. No. Have you seen it? No, I've not seen the first one either. Let this, me put this- it this way. It's the wrong title. Yeah. It should not be called that. Yeah. It really bothers me that it's called that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't really have to have seen the first one. Oh, okay. No, not at all. That is completely separate. So did they literally just put, call it Ten Cloverfield Lane? So they had Cloverfield in the name. It was. So it a, I think like it was originally sequel. called The Cellar. It was, I think it, yeah, it was a different ah. film. Yeah. Um, like, and it links. If you care about the original, like there are elements where you go, "Oh, that's clever," and maybe they're creating a universe or something. But is it still found footage? No, no. Uh, it's a proper, super tense, twisty thriller, um, and uh, like I think the core cast are brilliant yeah uh, like Mary Elizabeth Winstead is brilliant and I, I can't understand why she's not in more stuff I thought she's amazing in this and Scott Pilgrim which are the only two things I can ever think of her yeah. being in um, that other guy with the beard yeah, don't I know his name uh, and John Goodman was like he's great. fantastic like, like sinister and well he's it's, he, it's such a weird performance from him I've never seen John Goodman switch from big John Goodman scary man yeah. from uh, what's that Coen Brothers film where he's the devil oh yeah 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 uh, Barton Fink. Well, you know how bad I am at keyword countdowns. So yeah. Don't even get me on that. So. <laughs> oh, you know, we should do a keyword countdown of me and Alex because I think we are like. I'm just we're... terrible. Oh, I'm awful. Even the one that I knew, I gave it to Joe. Yes. This is basic instinct. That was good stuff. I got that with love, actually. I steal. Against Joe. What I is always it steal. With Joe? I just um, need to keep my mouth shut in future. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, sorry. So he's the big scary man from Barton Fink at the same time as being like this quite fey. Yeah. Like, he falls into, like, this sort of creepy, yeah. quiet man, which I i don't think I've seen him do 
before really it's um, definitely worth a watch it's brilliant um and like the fact that it came out like two months after it was announced as well was pretty yeah, amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Um the only other thing that's not on this that I have watched and really enjoyed was The Witch. Did either of you see that? I did see that. So I saw it uh we had a screening of it in San Francisco. Mm. Um but and it's completely the fault of the cinema, not the film. Oh right. The there was a lot of light bleed in the cinema. Oh that's not good. Uh, it's a cinema where you can drink there, so you're constantly being interrupted by you know waiters coming up and taking drinks. Uh, and that is a, a film that really relies heavily on the sound, and do, you know, it's all kind of atmosphere. old English. The way they, yeah. Half the time, I was like, I can't understand a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot saying. of it is just working out through context. It's yeah. like, like because they're um, speaking a different, essentially a different language at times. Yeah, and. Uh, at the time, uh, I think Chris had seen it or a couple of people had seen it and they were like, it's amazing. And I was like, I don't get it. But I think that was largely the fault of the cinema. Yeah, Which the irony is, it was a director Q&A screening. So he oh, was there. that sucks. And, oh. Um, oh, can you imagine if you were seeing your work basically be butchered yeah. by the setting? I, I, he, he seemed to be happy. And I know a lot of the other people that I saw it with said it's okay. But interestingly, um, like I went with a couple of the Aussie guys. They felt the same as me. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure most of the Americans couldn't understand a word that Finchie was saying. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forget that it's Finchie. Yes. Um, yeah, I just like, I think it's like just psychedelic and, or you would like, not quite psychedelic. Like, it is like a really bad trip sometimes. Yeah. And just interesting to see those people in that place. Like, the beginning bit was, uh, again, as a parent, was oh, Christ, horrifying. Yeah. Um, um, properly, properly, like to the point where I was like, I might just walk out of this. I, d- I don't need to see it. <laughs> it is really unpleasant. But then, uh, and I think I've said that on the podcast before, I don't feel it uh, reach those heights afterwards. Okay. No, but I'm not sure whether it wanted to. I think a lot of it was about giving you that, like, here's the high point of yeah. like real horror and then yeah. kept you waiting for yeah, something yeah. awful to happen again. Yeah. Um, Tension. Yeah, and like... I just think it was really well put together and the sheer isolation of that place yeah, like, yeah, captures yeah. how mad it was I'd for people to I'd be interested to see go. what I thought if I watched it again at home in a dark yeah. room where I can actually hear what the heck is going mm, on. So. Maybe yeah. with headphones in. That always makes things scarier. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Also, it feels a lot like A Field in England, which is another horror mm. film like with really sort of strange druggy feeling to yeah. it like some like so, like you're watching it through a lens like yeah. there's something really odd going on that you can't quite perceive mm. I just really like that being left completely uncertain mm. yeah. it's great really yeah. good but I remember, me, you, yeah. I remember you saying a while back, Alex, that um, being a father does affect how you watch certain storylines. Everything. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember we were talking about in relation to Game of Thrones. Yes. And obviously this year we had an incredible series of Game of Thrones. But you said well, previously that you'd, you'd, year, almost, you'd almost been out. done with it. You yeah. were out because yeah. of your but kids. Like, I mean, obviously because of what happened, again, trying to talk without spoilers, what happens in whatever episode it was. I can't remember. But there is a bad thing that happens yeah. to a child. As a bad thing that happens to a child in this season as well. Episode one, I think it is. Yes. Ram- oh, oh, yes, Bolton. I'd forgotten about Man that. Man is an absolute monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, similarly then, I was like, oh, if you're going to go there and that's all you're going to do, then I'm not interested. But I'm pleased I stuck with it because yeah. 
It was an amazing season. Probably was... the highlight of my year so far. Oh, wow. Um, especially episode nine, which was some of the best yes. television I have seen ever. I agree. I agree. And I hate the fact that you're not going to watch it. I'm finally getting to the point where I probably will. It's I'm just, really it's like, good. it's so many hours of work. I know, it is. <laughs> and, and again, you're going to have to endure to go some through all, rubbish. And all the stuff that I already know. This is yeah. the problem. Like, I know. I can't just jump in because there's enough differences that it won't make sense. But when did that start happening? Like I'm do season it. three, the start, the... they started making small changes. Season two, season three is right. where big stuff yeah. started happening. Yeah. I mean, season one is amazing. When you read the book and the, it, it's like word for word, there are whole sections. Well, that's why of I stopped. I just, like, what's the point same. in this? <laughs> I, just, I didn't need it. I, still, I, really... I didn't get anything out of seeing the thing that I already knew was going to really? happen. Really, I I find it like so for instance with the Harry Potter books. I really loved watching the Harry Potter films, even though. You like you know exactly what's going to happen because it's seeing that, that reimagining. Harry Potter? Yeah, well, obviously, I that. loved, I loved seeing myself on the screen. Everything comes every back to time. that. Every episode. Do you know? Do you know that I now have my own Wikia page on Harry Potter? Well, did you set it up yourself? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I can set up a Wikipedia page for myself. That's not a problem. Someone, I think, someone from the podcast must have said because post podcast when it came out, oh, really? I was in it, and now it says like Alicia Judge is a British actress who appeared in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And I'm like, mum, mum, the internet says I'm an actress. Look, it must wow. be real. <laughs> you got an IMDb page? Yeah, and I've got an IMDb page I've got now an IMDb well. page. Come oh, on. Why have you got an IMDb I was a talking head on a TV program once. What? Cool. Yeah. You got an IMDb cool. page for that? Apparently so. Well, Joe Scribbles It says Joe Scribbles as himself. Yeah. I was on Games Master in 1990 or whenever it Get was. Get involved. You can I put yourself on that. I saw that clip, actually. Oh, was it, did you do it yourself? No, I didn't. Someone yeah. did it for me, but I think it was probably the production company. Right, yeah, but if you've right. got an IMDb Pro account, which I think Tilly does, yeah. you're allowed to. I'm not going to create an Games IMDb. Master. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Can't be the only one. Me, me Gav, Lysia, yeah, probably Chris. Becoming... He's been doing things. Yeah. Been touted around. What does he do? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, I, I do think that there's, there's a certain amount of... Um, Enjoyment that can be had from watching a visual adaptation of a series that you know and love and mm. thinking it's that whole thing of what well, we said that, you know, writing is totalitarian, reading is a democracy in that the author has a really set view of how things are in their head. And then you read it and you imagine yeah. mm. and something you have. Yeah, you and I think that. there's another layer of that with a film that, you know, you have well, a set view Well, it goes back to totalitarianism. Yeah, exactly. It goes back to totalitarianism in your own... And then suddenly someone else comes up with a view that's shared very democratically across a very, very wide audience and introduces it to people who perhaps might not have read the book. And I just think that kind of layering of adaptation is really, really interesting. See, I think my key enjoyment... This is going way off topic, but my key enjoyment of the books is that is like the political nature of them like i love the fact that you can have these long bits where people are creating machinations that might just never happen you just have these people forming plans just in case something else happens and i really like how all of this links in and then those action moments explode like you know the thing that happens to ned which i guess you know yeah like that in the books it takes so long to get there that when it happens Mm. it is the most shocking possible thing. I'd say that that's happens. the same. No, I'd say that's the same that. in, in the, the TV, TV series. But the TV series has less time for you to get. I mean, I think I think like the fact that it all happens in season one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. But it happens like at the end of season one I when agree. you're like nine hours in. So you've had nine yeah. hours of yeah, falling yeah. in love with this character. When it happened, I remember I was like, I was so shocked. And also, yeah. like very few TV shows have the balls to go there. Of course. And yeah. the fact that it did that, I was like. 
Oh shit! Like the, you, you're absolutely right. Like the pace of that works, but there's there's something about like 600 pages sure. versus nine but, hours. But that's the thing. I found. Oh man, I started to read the book, and I was like, this is just. Oh, I love it. So great. And that's and those elements, that political intrigue, that, you know, hundreds of characters turning up. You have to lose that for a TV series because it would make no sense at all. There are still so many characters that I'm like, oh, who is that again? And just like constantly side referencing. Or or they're they're characters in the TV series that we saw in season two. And they, for instance, they've just shown up again in season six. And I'm looking at, there was a reveal of one character in this series that we haven't seen since The Red Wedding. And I was like, they, they, the way they reintroduced them was like this really epic shot. I literally just turned to my house and was like, who's, who's that? Like, are, we, are we meant to know who that is? Like, and it, it was a really important reason to know who they were. But see, that is my... Th- you know, most TV shows have a what happened previously. Mm. Yeah, you Game of Thrones that. doesn't do no, that. No, I know. <laughs> and, cool. and so I need to kind yes. of like, hang on a minute, I need to recap yes, what, what's happened. It's so weird that they don't have that. Why don't they have that? Just um, for fun. But I think, well... <laughs> I find the two-minute intro, as much as I love it, I find that a little bit self-indulgent. Oh, no. Because I watch it on uh, digital. I don't watch it live. First thing I do, skip two minutes. Yeah. Off it goes. Mm. I love the theme tune. I don't need to watch it in front of every no. single episode no, now. See, we, There's a reason minutes. the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air cut its theme tune by in a minute oh, after the first so series. Did they do that? They did. Now, and that's the theme tune. Exactly. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, other stuff, strong stuff. Walking Dead was really, really oh, good. Oh, I also love the Apart from the season Dead. finale. And I, <gasps> I, I didn't particularly Alex, like Alex, you didn't like it? No. I, I thought it was amazing. That end scene, like, I'm still on tentacles. Because also it's Exactly, like, that's but, why. Mid-season that's, finale, no. yes. End of season finale, No. No, no, but that's I... That's it? No, I've no, said. No, the rules are there. no, I think that it's... They, so they got a lot of stick for that. They got an awful lot of stick being like, oh, this is just a really cheap trick, a cheap ploy to like, keep us tied over. I don't think it was. I think it makes absolute total sense in the arc that they did throughout the series for it to end at that point. And then it means that the next series begins. You know how normally when a new series begins, you've already had the really like dramatic bit in the last episode of the previous one. So the first episode is kind of like, everyone's like dealing with the fallout and there's just this kind of like it's a bit slower as you're drawn back in it means that we're going to go bam straight into something at the beginning of the first series and like you hit the ground running yep. which I think sets it up really it well it depends how they play that episode like Negan needs to be mm. properly badass in that yeah but I, I think just from that short scene that he did in that end bit like we had such a build up to him as a character and yeah. I can't remember the name of the actor he's the guy from no Supernatural idea. um but he he was so good and so menacing and so I think he's going to be such a good introduction. The build up to, the to it, where they kept on driving and it's like that way is blocked, that way is blocked. Yeah. It's like oh my god, like it feels like they are properly running out of options. Yeah, no, it was, great. It, was, it was incredibly well done and well paced. And um, who? Uh, I was, I was gonna, are you bothered or not? I don't watch it. Who do you think's been battered in the head? Oh no, but isn't that that perhaps that's a spoiler for our listeners? Oh, Okay. Well, battered in the head because they had a really heavy night. That's and it. Yes, so much vodka. <laughs> well, we don't know. 
No, we don't know. So I don't think it's that much of a spoiler. So, I mean, not talking about it spoiler-wise, obviously, if, you, if you've read the well, comics... Well, don't say if, if you, if you, oh, it, No, no, so if you've read, the, if you've read the comics... Yeah, it's a, oh. and that's what, that's what was so amazing about right. it. The, um, oh, the cinematography of it was amazing because in the comics, it's like there's windows where you're... The, you know, they, they had a certain thing of the camera angles yeah. and the camera angles was going from face to face from the point of view of a thing. Yeah. Being so cryptic here. <laughs> but... Um, in the yeah in the in the comics it's exactly the same shot it right. goes from like so they basically recreated the comic book pains right. on the, and I oh that was so like it's it's almost an exact rip so going back to what you're we saying about game of thrones i i love that when mm. that it's it's so faithful and you see something blown up and, and given color and edges and so that's happened in the comics yeah you it's happened in the comics we know who it is the consequences of a scene but there was a there was a thing <laughs> <laughs> deliberately but uh, they could they could go completely off piece because yeah, they, there was there well, was they, i hope they do with with that particular you know that particular character has already had something quite major happen to them earlier in the series that didn't happen in the comics that i right. think could potentially mean that they're safe, but then they might not be. It's it's this. I I yeah. Sorry, I think I've just gushed. <laughs> well, this is fascinating. <laughs> I don't know what's going Why on. Why are you not watch Walking Dead? I just don't give a shit about zombies. Fair I just enough. can't care less. It's amazing. I don't understand it. It's such a weird yeah, cultural phenomenon. But I don't particularly. I'm not I know a the Walking Dead's person, not about zombies. Really about I know. Exactly. Just I just mm, I never watched the first series, and by the time I it's everyone always else, the other just human like, beings that the real. Arseholes. Yeah, but that's- like the walk, the Walking Dead uh, games, I loved, and yeah. that's because I didn't need to know anything about it, and I went in and yeah. I played it through. And I'm like, that's cool. I never played season two because yeah, what was that? Yeah. No, I played season one, didn't play season. But two. yeah, like it's something that sounds great. I just never, never cared enough. Yep. But like, I think that's what the Walking Dead comics and TV series do really well. That the zombies are a menace and they are a threat. But the the longer time goes on, almost the zombies don't become as powerful because obviously they're rotting corpses. Mm. So that you know it comes to a point. But the humans do become, and there's this there's this interesting kind of like weight shift balance between these two massive dangers that are in their own way, and then even like people within the group. There's so many dynamics, and you constantly just feel this struggle for survival, and it's played out so well. Well, it's the thing of that like they use the zombies almost as the wall that keeps yes. everyone in the prison yeah, exactly. together. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah. 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 So that's a really good analogy. It's almost like it's part of the background. Quite literally yeah. in one season. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. Anything else TV-wise? Daredevil season two, I think we were in agreement. Really liked it, but again, oh, I, I felt like the final couple of episodes lost In retrospect, I feel quite bad about it, to be honest. Like, I realised that actually the point at which I stopped truly caring about it was the point at which they went, they just stuck the Punisher somewhere else. Yeah. And you're like... Use the whole driving force yeah. behind this series. Like I yeah. don't understand what they were doing. Yeah. Um, I thought they completely butchered Wilson Fisk. I think he was incredible in the first series, and yeah, they just was, yeah. whoever wrote I don't know if it was the same writers, but yeah. whatever they did to him this series just does away with all their hard work. In yeah. the first series, he's like borderline autistic, uh, like has major social problems, yeah. has an amazing backstory, and it may, feels like his. Villain, his villainous nature is sort of a pragmatic decision to yeah, yeah, yeah. be a better person. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. In this one, he's just a big bad man in a prison, <laughs> yes. and it, you just look at it and go, "What have you done?" Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, there are moments of uh, yeah, there's brilliant stuff, really, really good. And of course, they do the you know they do their one incredible fight scene again, mm. and mm. that yeah that scene is you you don't see stuff like that in TV. 
Like, well, I'll tell you brilliant. what, though, you want to watch that Game of Thrones episode. Uh, well, yes. Mm. That, that's a hell of a scene. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of... I think I've been left way less interested in the Netflix Marvel project yeah, than yeah. I was beforehand. Yeah. Like, I'm interested to see what the Punisher breakout... Punisher uh, could be interesting because um, I thought he was great. Uh, Luke Cage, I could not care less about Luke Cage. I think no. he was terrible in Jessica Jones. I think that actor is not great. Uh, the two things I've seen him in are that and Halo 5, yeah. neither of which are a good performance. Um, Iron Fist, maybe, if it's weird enough, might be fun, Like because that has the potential to be really, really strange. Yeah, That's yeah. a man from an alternate dimension. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know. It's It just kind of feels like a project where they've... It feels like they needed to make season two of Daredevil yeah, mm. and, and just didn't... It didn't matter as much to them, which is sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also crap. The X Files. The yeah. X Files is one of the greatest TV shows Should of all never time. Have come back. What are they doing? David Covney looks like he's melting the entire time. None of the writers remember how to write. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. the third episode after the first two, which were or like truly gut wrenchingly awful. Episode one. Episode two was okay. Yeah. Episode three was written by the guy widely renowned amongst fans as the best ever X-Files writer. Yeah. And it sounded like he'd done that thing again. Yeah. And it was just awful. I like, so, so bad. It was... Because he I always did... I the X-Files. Yeah. And I, he always I did, bothered watching it. He always did the comedy episodes. He was the guy that did, like, Clyde Brookman's Final Repose and uh, War of the Cup of Ages. Like, these brilliant, weird episodes where he would make fun of all the concepts and the characters. Yeah. And in this one, it was just Reese Darby running around in his pants. Right. Like... Like Mowgli, like Mowgli, like, like New Zealand Mowgli. It was really I annoying. Say, I don't actually do that. Oh what? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> or is that another part of my superhero costume? Is yeah. it really wonky glasses and yeah. <laughs> And now they're doing another series, and it's just are they? I think so, and I'm just really sad. <laughs> it's just so annoying. Like before it came out, me and Gav were doing like events where we showed X Files to people in pubs because we were obsessed with it, and people don't watch it anymore. Uh, and now it's just like, I don't want anyone to know that I like X-Files. <laughs> it's nah. just crap. Um, Old X-Files. Was Fargo season two on this year? Mm. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Chris I think really, really rates Fargo. Fargo is incredible. And if season two was this year, let me just say you should watch Fargo season two. It's one of the most inventive things. Um, so, you know, the first series was like a take on the film, yeah. but went a different direction. Season two takes an event that is mentioned incredibly briefly in season one and makes that the entire season with right. few little connections to the first series, but essentially is a completely different thing in a different place uh, and is so amazing mm. at doing that just just by going, yeah, it's got the same title, like, and the basic conceit of, like, good people do bad things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Here's an entire series, and it's, and it's closed. It always does. One series, done. And that is it. your story. Mm. Fantastic. I Nothing else. Out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good. All righty. If you had to pick one of those things for your highlight of the year, Ooh. games, Ooh. movies, or TV, what's it going to be? Just to be different from Overwatch, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. say Inside. Okay. I think Inside's the most surprising thing I've played or seen this year. Yep. Like, the, the things it does to you are Fair so enough. good. Um, as you could probably tell from my earlier outpouring of adoration, it's probably The Walking Dead. This really, season. my nice. favourite thing. That wow! Yeah, out of out of yeah, even beating the games list that we've got. Uh, see, I'm going to go Game of Thrones because I was so down on that from the last season. Yeah, it wasn't a great you? season, season five, anyway. 
But the fact that I was like, after investing 50 hours worth of my time watching it mm. and then coming back with probably the strongest season so far, I was like, it's brilliant. Yeah, and it finishes the last two episodes are exceptional. That's really cool. I did watch um, the final episode very, very drunk after we done <laughs> Drunken Masters, which was probably an error. I was just like, what? But like, like mon- this Monday, when there wasn't an episode to watch, I was like, what do I do with myself? Yeah, I found it fascinating. It was Monday and I could go on the IGN homepage without <laughs> massive spoilers. Yeah. Um, but so far, it's been a really good year for well, games, movies and TV. It and, has. Uh, really I'm has. interested to see what comes Movies up. less so, I think, based on that list. But like, well, it's been a really good year for Disney. Four yes. Four of the yeah. five are yeah. Disney films. We barely places. talked about Civil War. That was good. Mm. Uh, also, Spider-Man Homecoming. Cannot wait now. Right. It's going to be brilliant. So I, I've found Age of Ultron to be so dull mm. that I didn't, didn't watch Civil War. I didn't see Civil War. I cinema. think it's way more fun. Like, I hope so. Way, way more fun. I hope so. Anyway, let's move on to uh, really... Fi- Actually, look, if you've got any feedback on what your games or movies mm. or TV yeah, shows absolutely. are... Uh, So far, let's know. Uh, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. So this is an email email from Philip Hearn who says, Rory's guest introductions on the last podcast, specifically Alicia's, uh, reminded me that in Sunderland there is an old woman who sings 90s pop rave songs on karaoke in one of the less desirable pups. Her hair (laughs) is big and grey like a judge's wig, which has led her to the nickname of the judge. That's it. Oh my gosh, you found my weekend hangout, my disguise. <laughs> so I'm a superhero. Yes, I'm an old lady <laughs> who old sings 90s. <laughs> Favourite 90s pop rave hit? Oh, uh, I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba dee. Was that 90s? Yeah, that was oh, my late 90s, 90s probably. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you what they're called. Like, well, I, I locked... Like Groove is in the heart? Is that 90s? That's not rave. Oh, it's pop rave. Okay. I don't know. I used what, to like, what's she singing? Firestarter? I don't know. Yeah, but like a lot of the stuff I liked didn't have vocals interesting oh. maybe she's just doing that maybe she's freestyling <laughs> did, you go, beatboxing. did you go raving and did you have like the little have fucking glow sticks, the, the little glow sticks. No, don't be oh. so stupid did you go to a, <laughs> did you go to proper raves uh, like illegal in where, the field no, stuff I, I went to the hacienda a few times that's good yeah nice that's fascinating but I haven't been to a warehouse in the middle of nowhere. That would be cool. No. This is saddening. One of those no. I'm enjoying. Bums. I feel like I've learned so much about you in Good. the course of this podcast. Most of it made You're... up. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, right, this is from, it's from Levon Young. Uh, oh, yes. Levon, so Levon emailed last week and said uh, that they weren't that happy with Keyword Countdown. They were kind of like, ah, oh, this podcast is meant to be about games and thought that movies was breaking too far from the fold. So the one this time says, Greetings. Awesome Games Done Quick is happening this week. I love hearing the commentary from some of my favourite games. What game could you competitively speedrun? I would probably do Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. I'm at peace with Keyword Countdown. The podcast is not just James. I, I really, <laughs> I really like yet. I'm at peace with Keyword Countdown. That's, that's good. I just They've love, been convinced. I just love that it's in the same paragraph. Like they, it's, it's always like it's a completely separate email, but then they just add it in at the end. It's what cool. game could you competitively speedrun? Steve Run. I could probably competitively speedrun uh, its Tomb Raider anniversary. Really? It's the remake they did of the very first game. Right. On, and yeah, it's like you can just go straight through it because you've already kind of played it back in the first game, but it's even shinier and beautiful and you know all the levels and it's yeah, like yeah. gorgeous. I'll tell you what, I could 
bloody competitively speedrun now is fighting the great Macau in Monster Hunter oh Generations. Oh my god. Well, why don't you do that in the video that you did? Well, because <laughs> I have to do it 9,000 times. So Joe jo and I were doing a Let's Play of Monster Hunter. The first episode of which will first, be out now. Yes, yes, exactly, which you can go check out. But uh, we had loads of problems, technical issues and whatnot, which meant so that we basically... veteran hunter. Yeah. Joey Scrubs. Well, you know, <laughs> but I was just showing the ropes. We the had ropes to... <laughs> tied around my neck. Yes, the dudes killing me. Um, but yeah, we had to basically film the, the first episode a few times. Oh which my meant God. That we, we just got by the end. We were so monster hunted out. It was a terrifying thing. Although I have since played uh, eight hours of that game. Nice. <laughs> so nice. on my own, off my own back. Nice. Made two sets of armor. They're brilliant. Hey. That, oh, God, I love monster hunters so much. You just can't perform. When you need to. No, that's exactly it. Is that it? Yeah, it's yeah. the pressure gets to me. Stage fright. <laughs> you need to uh, take a tip off Mowgli. <laughs> he can perform in his pants let's, in front of millions. Let's not talk about a ten-year-old that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> what could you competitively speedrun? Uh, back in the day, probably the original Quake. Really? Yeah, that's a fast at, game was, as well. I was good at Quake. Uh, there was excellent. one particular map. God, I think it was called DM4. Because mm-hmm. it was always like tapping yeah. the f- f- speed to that map. That I knew it so well that and when quad damage would appear, I, I'd got my run round, and as I was running up to it, the quad damage would appear. Ah, oh, that's wonderful. And then, nice. you know, like rocket jumping, grenade jumping, all that kind of stuff. Like the rocket jump was just. Those arena things so satisfying. Those arena things were so good as well. Like the I, like in the first Halo when you and your friends all suddenly worked out where the perfect, you know, the the strongest weapon on the map was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would all work out your routes yeah, yeah, to get yeah, yeah. there. And it would just well, become like a Everybody had their own route and different way of getting to these different things. Yeah. And it was probably, I, I guess if you took a bird's eye view, it's just like trains going around the yeah. track with people just firing as yeah. they're doing it. But yeah. Ah, oh, so good. And then Quake 2 is also really, really good. Like the railgun in Quake 2 was a, the best weapon to master. Like Could it. that go through walls? Was that a different railgun? I don't think so. But it was all about like one-shot kills yeah. from Mars. It's like sniper rifle. Yeah. But amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Quake 3, I never really gelled with quite as much. And mm. the new Quake, it's not dead. I was going to say, you, I, I also, I, they haven't said what it is yet. No. That's the weird no, thing. No, no, no. I'm quite also, interested. Like, it's one of the few shooters that you have to play with a mouse and keyboard. I oh, think. Christ, yeah. Um, yeah, because I played Quake 3 on PS2. And it, yeah, obviously, yeah. in retrospect, at the time, I didn't know better. But yeah. looking back on it, I was just like, that's mad. Yeah. <laughs> what a stupid game to try and play that way. Yeah. Crazy. Good old Quake. Uh, right. Last week, we were talking about uh, what make good or bad airplane films. Uh, here's one that okay. should be obvious. Uh, this is from someone who calls himself Sherbet Face. I once, un- I once intentionally watched United 93 on a plane. Being a film student at the time, I was genuinely curious about the intensity of the experience. And no, it wasn't screened by the airline. I had to load it onto my media device. This was before smartphones. It was not enjoyable by any means, but never have I felt so invested in the emotion on screen. Which leads into a question I have for you guys. Are there any films you think are greatly enhanced by viewing them in specific conditions? E.g. The Blair Witch Project in the woods or Jaws on the water? I've never seen either of those films in those environments. Have you ever watched a film in a weird environment? That might open it up a little bit. Well, I've never done Secret, Secret Cinema, Cinema or, anything. or anything like that. Oh. Partly because uh, I feel like if you want to go and watch a film, then you want to watch the film. You don't want all the other guff that comes with mm. it. And I, I wanted to go and see Empire Strikes Back, but 80 quid a ticket, I was like... Yeah, but yeah. you can, can, you can do the little... So, so, there's like, not secret cinema, but they're like smaller scale versions, like around different 
parts of London. And um, I watched Jurassic Park at Battersea Power Station a oh, couple nice. of years back, and that was brilliant. That's cool. That was really fun. So I, I did um, The Matrix. Not much to do with... No, it's just nice. Okay, just right, talking about a cool thing you can fair do. Fair enough, things. Right. Yeah, Segway. They, no, yeah. They, ne- yeah, they, never, they never really have much to do with the, the locations with the actual film, because I saw The Matrix in a cemetery, um, which we were literally <laughs> sat amongst the ghosts. And it was a birthday present for my ex, and I didn't tell him where we were going. So I was kind of like, oh, it's a surprise. Like, follow me. And I was walking into a graveyard like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, Alyssa, you're like, It's the Matrix at the end of it. Is that what you were like, doing these... as well? Like, what are you talking about? Follow <laughs> me. You had like Grim Reaper robes. <laughs> exactly. It's your birthday and your death day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, to widen this out, are there anything films we reckon could be greatly enhanced by viewing them in specific conditions? What would be good? Why didn't you give me any prior notice for this well, question? I don't, yeah, <laughs> I feel I need to prepare meant to be great improv geniuses. I never claimed that. I, you, I've heard you shouting, <laughs> pretending you've got a microphone, doing comedy bits. I can shout, you're right, but what, I can't shout anything that makes what sense. What would be good? What, I feel like horror movies could always be like helped with setting. If you watch like, Wreck in like, a closed, abandoned... Barcelona uh, apartment. It, well, yeah, that would be very specific, <laughs> but yes. Um, <laughs> Else would be surely horror films in like graveyards that would make yeah. sense I'm not sure why the Matrix has I've been no shown. idea they, no, that's lit, they lit up all the graves with like green lighting as well I feel like we should have asked the dead so, whether they were okay like with it so that it looked like all the uh, like the epitaphs were the code falling down <laughs> <laughs> And funnily enough, we went back to that graveyard maybe like a month later and played hide and seek. And watched The Matrix it's again. It's really bad. It's really bad, actually. But oh, well, sorry, Brompton Cemetery. You're a very beautiful cemetery and we appreciate all the fun and joy that you have brought. Maybe get a better person that, who can choose screenings a little mm. more wisely. Yes. <laughs> One of my earliest memories is watching Ghostbusters at a drive through like a drive, not a drive through, drive in cinema. Drive in, yeah, yeah. Drive yeah. through cinema. You just walk past, go, so, oh, stay puff. Um, like, but yeah, um, and that's haunted me ever since. Ghostbusters is a much scarier where, film to me because I was. Where did you see that? Canada. Ah, okay. that's where I grew up. Ah, um, but yeah, it was, and like, I feel, I feel now like Ghostbusters is a way scarier film because it was a place I was unfamiliar with. I didn't know why we were there, yeah. and there were ghosts. Um, right. And th- it's a really funny film, but to me, it's terrifying. Still, the librarian haunts everything I do. Well, that's a scary moment. I know, but like, yeah, imagine that being four-year-old in a car. Four. Yeah, I think I was four. That's. Bad I think my parents parenting. were quite, quite <laughs> irresponsible. I must be four or five. There are people who listen to this podcast. I think uh, somebody's written in a number of times about 4D experiences where you have uh, well, like, like, wind blowing in your face and yeah. wart pistol squirt and stuff like yeah, that. No. That to me is just like, why would you want that? I'd quite like that in a really dumb disaster movie, though. Or like Titanic. San Andreas. Someone there, like, throwing stuff. Just <laughs> a big bucket of fish and water. Yes. <laughs> like, this herring landing on just you. Just walking out. It was like... That's really good. Yeah, and when that guy falls into the propeller, they just chuck you into a propeller. Oh, That'll be good. Just at that the end, it slowly terrific. fills up with water. <laughs> <laughs> There's one Give you door a pair of goggles to the entire audience. Yes. Gosh. Um, do we have time for one more? Uh, this is an email from Nick Sherwood, who said, with regard to unnecessary sequels... Oh, we were talking about that last week. I was going to well. say, okay. Uh, I'd point out that the best or most agreeable films of recent years have all been sequels too. Question mark. The industry is geared to guaranteed successes. Ninety-five percent of that is in the category for bigger, biggest possible return. Well, he says two different things there: that sequels can be good, and also that the film industry is geared to make things that make money. That's not nec- those aren't like inclusive with no. each other. Um, I'd agree. well, I don't know. What are the best sequels? 
like Iron Man 2 was shit <laughs> that's all I've got Empire Strikes Back is good Lion that King, is true Lion King 2 was amazing I know that's a very long what? time ago yeah you've I'm said this before I don't it's get it it's really good it has the best song ever will not hear a word against best song it. ever such a good song that it's used in Lion King the musical Right, I don't like. Which is basically the first film they took a film. A I've song. seen Lion King the musical. I don't remember. Do you remember? The he lives song. in you. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. No one remembers he that song. He lives in me. <laughs> Every, this is the thing. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Everyone <laughs> is it Simba's pride? Is that Lion King two or is that Lion King three? Uh, Yes, it is. It's Simba's Pride. Oh, Lion King sh- 3, we don't talk about. No, You should know. The is one of the greatest films ever made. I don't deal in specifics. Right. But like, everyone... Otherwise, I'd just call it Episode 5. I wouldn't call it Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> I mean, Simba's... Simba, yeah, it's fine. Anyway. I would say Empire that... Empire Strikes Back is better than Simba's Pride. That's okay, what I'm saying. Yeah. Every, uh, this thing, that. every sequel I can think of that I think is really good would be a sequel I would consider significantly different from the film it follows. So Empire Strikes Back is yep. way darker, yep, 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 yep. way more interesting story-wise. And like, say, Toy Story 2, like, that's a much... They're always sadder. Um, Toy Story 2 is a much... And Toy Story 3, really s- sad. Yeah, yeah. like, there's a, it's, and it has a very different message. It's going for a different thing. Yeah. Like, they've got the same people, but it feels quite separate. You could watch it as a standalone yeah. film. Whereas, yeah, I what don't about, know. Most where do you stand sequels. on Fast and Furious? I've never watched a Fast Have and you Furious not? film. See, I'd never until last year, and I watched uh, like, all of them. I did, did fast you? and furious my God. in one go. It was one of, like I use most of my train time to watch either TV or films or whatever, and because mm. I'd not seen any of them, and Seven was on the Seven way. came out, I thought, well, I should, I should watch them, and so you can really understand why the loss of Paul Walker was so harrowing. It's genuinely moving, was it? Well, he was probably the most likable thing about those films, was it? Okay. I don't know anything about him. I didn't know who he was when it happened. No. Like uh, Tokyo Drift, which is four, I think. Man, that is a bad movie. Really? Like, skip that one. <laughs> you don't need to watch that. Um, is there an integral storyline? No, you've got the same character. Like, it, they're so stupid. Yeah. In every sense of the word. And, like, quite a lot of the time I find them... Well, the early ones I found offensive because mm. of the, their portrayal of women. Right. Um, but... By the end, and when you've got The Rock and everyone doing stuff, it's dumb fun. Fair play. So just watch the last one, is what you're saying. Uh, last, I think it's five, six, seven. Five, six, seven. Yeah. That's the trilogy. Five, yeah. six, okay. Seven. It took him a while. So isn't that Fast and Furious guy doing something quite good now? He's doing uh, something interesting. Uh, well, uh, is it James Wan? Is that the director? No, uh, he's conjuring and stuff, yeah, isn't he's he? He's horror, uh, horror guy. I think he was one of the X Files writers. I can't remember. Um, his name. Yeah. Anyway. That's it. Any other feedback? Uh, we do have one final piece. Oh my oh. god! Do we have time for this. Uh, the we'll heading. Make time for it, shall we? The heading is "Please love me" <laughs> in capital letters with exclamation marks. So this is part of a saga. We've had um, a load of emails to from Emily Arcia, who she says this week. Hi guys. Wait, should we let's praise this because Alex hasn't. Okay, you've, are you not familiar with? No. Week one, Amelia run, writes in saying that. Alicia is the best. Oh my God, my brain just went wrong from Amelia to Alicia. There we go. It's actually, it's quite a hard, I feel like I've become a bit of a double act. Yeah, Amelia and Alicia. Yeah. Um, Week one, she says, Alicia's the best. Yeah. uh, And Rory gets upset. Right. Week Mm. two, uh, she writes in saying that Rory's the best joint with Alicia. The rest of us get upset. This is week three. (laughs) Right. 
So this week, hi guys, who could have guessed? Oh, I feel so, re- I feel really like bad reading this. About me. Okay. Should see. I do it? Yeah. So I'll put in the, re- I'll put in the requisite amount of score. Go on then. Right. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> who could have guessed that judge fan number one, aka Amelia, who's become a character now apparently, <laughs> would reply at least one more time. I feel like me trying to tell everyone why I love them really backfired, especially my sarcastic comments about loving Rory the most. I still love you, Rory. So I'm going to try again, and maybe this time everyone will be happy. I mean, God, for a group almost ma- entirely made up of guys, you're a roller coaster of emotions each week. <laughs> She's brilliant. Sexist. So this is against women. So this is why I love everyone on the podcast. All of you have great bants with all of you. You are all really funny. Cop out. You all have my favourite name. But again, who am I to judge? Wink. Literally says wink. I think that maybe after all the unfortunate misinterpretation of the last... Misinterpretation, like it's our fault. (laughs) Fucking hell. Unfortunate misinterpretation of the last two podcasts. I may have to simply embrace my favouritism. Alicia is the coolest, it has to be said, and while I've never seen them on camera, she probably has the coolest shoes. I do! Look at my shoes! They are like... They've got gold toes, do you see? Like twinkle toe shoes, and they've got zips at the side. Yeah, yeah. These are cool. You look so impressed, mm-hmm. Alex. I think you guys know everything. I just wonder what's happened to this podcast. Yeah. I was on this podcast in 2009. It's a goddamn shambles. I think you guys know everything I say is in jest because you guys are brilliant on the podcast, no matter the combination of hosts. I hope you all still love me because I love all of you equally. You just said you didn't. I'm never disappointed by who is on the podcast. Also, just quickly, I also finished Inside and holy crap, what the heck? Please do a spoiler cast. I would like to. I haven't missed a single episode of the podcast since I started watching years ago because it's always a highlight to my week. I finished my second year of A-levels recently with exams and now I just meditate for six days and 23 hours until the next episode. Listen and then go back to meditation. So does she listen or watch? Uh, watch listen, and? Uh, well, I don't know, No, she actually. said that she hadn't watched the... She doesn't watch the... But she said I started watching years yeah. ago. This oh. is a mystery. This is interesting. Is this an ARG? Uh, usually I actually listen to the podcast it's a, a second time. It's a goddamn bot, isn't it? It's, not <laughs> it's <real>. a bot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sex bot. Oh, my God. <laughs> we get loads Wait of weird a second. emails to, sex, uh, to our uh, sex bot emails. She's too. not asking to have sex with us. Emilia. No, they're not. They're, you know they're just a little bit... You know, they're like, oh, hi, how are you doing? You're really nice. That's... Exactly what Do you know what doing. Amelia sounds like? Whoa. Emailia. <gasps> Email bot. Usually, usually I actually listen to the podcast a second time in the week because I laugh again at what you all say because you're all amazing. Oh Please love me. I love all of you exactly the same amount. I'm sorry, Alicia. My love for you must be suppressed. Oodles of love, Amelia Arcia. P.S. <laughs> this bit's weird. <laughs> Yes, I checked. Krupa means forgiveness, compassion, and blessings. So at least Dan technically has to forgive me for saying I love Rory oh, the most amazing. because his name says so. Hashtag blessed. Also, Murphy means sea warrior, which I'm sure is what? not true. That cannot be real. Sea warrior. I'm going to ask Murphy. Murphy means sea warrior, which I thought was cool. In comparison, my last name, Arcia, apparently comes from misspellings or pronunciations of Garcia. So basically, I have my last name because of a typo. Again, Hashtag blessed. And that's it, I think. Yes. That is incredible. That was a roller coaster of emotion. Amelia, you're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and you've really caused problems in this group of people. Yes. <laughs> Discord. No, I'm all right now. 
I don't I care. Think, I, I think she made. I think I'm she made very clear. You are confident in yourself. Yeah. I always say that about you. That's why you walk around in Do pants you? all the time. <laughs> what else do you, you say about me? Just all sorts of things. Where would I rank in your podcast lineup? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. God damn it! That's coming. That's end of year. Right. That's going to be my we'll ranking. We're ranking. all going to do our top tens of the year, and I'm just going to do it based on all of us. There's not even. There's not even ten of us. Well, I'll add some. They'll be at the bottom. Well, well Amelia's going to be on that list. Oh. Amelia's now part of the podcast, so clearly she's been on three episodes. Exactly, it's more than Tilly's been on for ages. It's more than I've been on. As well. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you, uh, as always, for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can email us at ignukfeedback. Uh, sorry, ign underscore ukfeedback ign.com, and we will be back same time next week. Till then, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.